three, two, one. <laughs> go ahead. I'm leaving that in. Go, I, go I ahead, Joey. <laughs> go ahead. Hello, and welcome to the Pretty Pixels podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joey Crendwell, here today with Paul Pew Pew Grosskopf. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty pew pew pew. That was me blowing the smoke off of my barrels before I put the, my guns back in my holsters. <laughs> Thank you for the visualization. I think otherwise we would have been like, what is he, what is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was going to make a pan <laughs> flute joke. But yeah, again, <laughs> I don't think anyone hears me going and thinks pan flute. So we'll, let, we'll leave that there. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to like, I got to get, a, a, it's going to be Ron pan flute Kluinski so he can do a pan flute. Um, no, no, no. It's Ron Ratatat Kluinski. It's the girl from the grudge. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing phasmophobia right now. Oh man! Oh yeah, it's that good. Sound. That's good for the listeners, right? Everyone, lo- everyone loves a good, especially Tab. Tab loves mouth sounds, so I'm, oh, sure, yeah. I'm sure they're gonna love the burps. <laughs> a little burpy um, ASMR for all you <laughs> listeners. <laughs> is, it, is there a burpy ASMR? Because I could, I, I should get on that if there isn't. There, there has, to, there has yeah, to be. Absolutely, there's an everything ASMR. I feel like. I, uh, yeah. TikTok has stopped, thankfully. TikTok used to send me those, th- like, show me them all the time. They're like, something about you screams ASMR. <laughs> this one is ASMR, burping only. 97 minutes. <laughs> oh, the sound is so crisp, you can smell what they've eaten. This one, yeah. has, <laughs> this one has like 250,000 uh, views. See, you should get on it. I should. Yeah. I should That's like 12 bucks probably. I just, oh, man. I should just start burping. Just do it. Let's get a close up of my mouth. This episode. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> is hey, I, I, Ron, I, um, I, I know somebody in my grad program who made a lot of money as a cam girl crushing like things with her feet. Like just like smushing things. I mean, things. yeah, but that's like that's dime a dozen now. You can find those people. But, well, but yeah, but I'm saying if you got the burps, if you got the quality burps, like why burps. are you giving them away for free? You know, you I think you gotta you gotta jump on it. So you said made past tense. I mean, if you know, is it? Is she still <laughs> just I think, curious? I, I mean, I think she's on a hiatus. I, okay. I, I can't right. say fully retired, but okay. I, it, the way she talked about it. Suggested that she was no longer. So, so you're saying she, 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 she's American because she doesn't use the metric shoes, metric uh, unit. She uses feet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you uh, sent me. Yeah, you yeah. stole that from. Uh, you stole the thing, the thing that you, you stole the you thing stole, that you sent me. You stole the thing that you sent me. Well, actually, speaking of that, so it was uh, Neon Genesis. <laughs> kinda, it was a Neon Genesis Evangelion meme. Uh, and I wanted to do an anime check-in because you, Ron, started listen- or listening to word help me. Started watching Evangelion a couple weeks ago. So, what's your experience been so far? Uh, How do you like it? So, I, I'm still I still haven't gotten past episode four. Obviously, a lot's been going on for me in the past two weeks, so I haven't really had time to just kind of sit down and watch TV. But I'm enjoying it so far. It's, some of it's a little a little hokey. 
like dated and all that stuff. But I mean, other than that, it's it's fine. I like how they're just like 23 minute episodes. So I could just like pop it in, watch it, and then just I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I could just stop watching an episode or I can binge watch a couple or whatever. So it's pretty nice. But I'm enjoying it. Are you watching it on Netflix? I uh, yeah, I'm just watching the Netflix version. Uh I've heard hit yeah, like different things about like which dubs you should watch or whatever. And I'm just like, fuck, I'm just gonna watch this. Like this this seems okay enough. So uh I figured I'd just watch the whole because I was like <clears throat> looking up like what's the best way to watch it. And pretty much everyone just says just watch the whole series since it is short enough. So I'm just gonna do that. That's good. Um, I hope you watch the movies afterward too, because I think they're really good. Um, well, you said like the movies are kind of just like recut episodes. In well, I don't know. I'm honestly confused a little bit. There were a, there was an actual at least one. I think maybe two actual movies that came out afterward that sort of provided some kind of closure to the story or attempted to. But then there are new movies that are sort of recuts where it took most of the episodes and sort of made it film length. And it's all, it's like, um, their, their naming convention is weird too. Cause a lot of Japanese naming conventions, it's like, uh, Evangelion 1.01 yeah. or something. It, like that. It says to watch the series, uh, all 26 episodes then watch the end of Evangelion. Yeah. And then it has, uh, da, da, da. so, then there's these home releases, the Evangelion 1.11, 2.22, yeah. 3. And those are kind of, I think those are the recuts. Yeah. Yeah those, yeah, those are the recuts. Yeah. And so they're beautiful. They introduce a new character who's controversial. Not a lot of people, there's like mixed feelings about this character, but I think I think she's pretty cool. Yeah, it says to watch it after the, the mainline series. So I'll probably do that. Yeah. What, well, like, how many angels have they fought so far? Two, I think. Okay. I think that's uh, basically, uh, uh, fucking, what's his face? Um, Shinji? Shinji. He ju- uh, just came back. Like, he was running away and he just came back to rejoin the program. And that was where I stopped. Uh, and they ha- so Asuka hasn't come, come into the picture yet? No. It's still right. Okay. Cool. Awesome. So yeah. No, no feet yet for me. No feet yet for you. Well, we will check in again because I'm super interested in your thoughts. Um, and I have been watching more of Sailor Moon. I'm some. I'm a part. I'm part way through season two. The f- fool of me really thought that I was going to do the one month free trial on Hulu and watch all 200 episodes. <laughs> I I just had my stupid subscription renewed. <laughs> like, damn it. I'm, I'm only on season two. There's fucking four, I think four seasons, uh, maybe five, but I'm still loving it. The only thing that I don't like about season two. So uh, everything else is, I still am. Lo- I'm loving the characters, the story. It's so fun and, and funny and all that stuff. Very cute. But the enemies in season two are Pokemon like in the sense that, there are these like two main villains and they just keep summoning a new enemy, a new monster, monster every episode monster of the week. Right. Mm. But they're like Pokemon in the sense that they only say their names that grinds my gears. That is so annoying <laughs> to me because it'll be like, I'm, ch- I'm trying to remember that I should have gotten one of their names, but it'll be like something like 
raptor or something. That's not one of them, but it's like raptor. And so they'll be like, raptor, 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 raptor. I'm like, come on, stop. Just <laughs> any other word. Two, just expand your vocabulary. Just five words or something. Because <sighs> it's pika, like everything. Pika. They get like, three, yeah, pika, pika. At least that, like they break their names up. You right, know? right. <sighs> But it's a, uh, everything. They'll get thrown through a wall, and they're like, Raptor. <laughs> it's like, just moan or groan or something. Uh, Joey. So that's the only thing. Joey, oh, Joey. Joey. That's the, you know what? Next Joey, episode, Joey. we're just. No, let's just start. No, fuck it. Just start right here. Let's start again. Ready? Joey, Joey. Three, two, no. one. Clap. All right. Joey, Joey. Jo- Joey, Joey, Joey. 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 Jo- Joey, Joey. Ron, it's Ron, like, Ron. Ron, Ron, Ron. Ron. <laughs> Paul, Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul. Oh, Ron. Ron. Why are we? Why are we doing this to our listeners? Our poor—they don't even know what we're okay, talking about. Okay, I'll go back today. to the burps. <laughs> we are talking today about our favorite weapons. But Paul, have you watched any anime? So since we're doing the anime check-in, have you been watching um, anything fun recently? Not anime, but I've been watching Obi Wan Kenobi, baby. Which has been great. Loving that. And then um, not any other narrative-driven shows at the moment. Well, you know, I do. Okay, it's not anime, but it's animation. Um, Are y'all familiar with Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix? I've seen a handful of the first season. I've had it recommended to me. Yes, it is awesome. And they just had their third season come out. And there is a David Fincher directed um, short that is absolutely amazing. Oh, really? It's called hmm. Bad Traveling. It's fucking awesome. And I, yeah, I would recommend even if you don't watch the whole thing, just like go out and like watch that. And if that gets you excited, I think there's going to be a lot of shorts. Like it's it's hit or miss because it's like a bunch of different studios each contributing something. So it's it's all a little different. But oh, I, I just think it's so amazing and creative and. Yeah, there's some really great stuff in there. So I I, 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 I want to definitely plug the, the new season of that because I thought it was amazing. Oh, so good. That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard really good stuff about it. It's like rated M for mature kind of thing, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So yeah, super violent, super sexy, um, beautifully made. Uh, and yeah, no, I, I just like incredible high quality animation that um tim miller who um he he's connected to like blair studios and, and they they made like they made like every incredible like cinematic trailer you've seen for a video game like chances are they probably made it um they've, they've done a ton of them like all the arkham trailers things like that like they're doing um and they're yeah they're just incredible and uh yeah he's he is like one of the producers on it and kind of like um, curates a lot of it and they contribute their own stuff and invite other people in. And yeah, oh, it's just, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. And what I love about it, each of the episodes, they're like 10 minutes long, 13 minutes long. Like it just, you know, wow. it just moves. So yeah, yeah they're just really, like really bite cool. size. I, when I watched it, I watched it at the arcade. Like they just had it on and saw pretty much that whole first season. The Hitler one's really good. 
Oh yeah, right. Make sure um, you sip that out of context, Joey. The Hitler one's pretty good. I, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's already out of context. So. Yeah, but no. From this newest season, if you're getting in bad traveling, I'll tell you, you'll be you'll be happy you, you watched it. It was very very cool. All right, let that, I'll let sit down. I I some of the some of that first season is a little rough. Like, cause I, I've realized as I've gotten older that I have a hard time dealing with like tension, uh, in shows. Oh, That's why I couldn't like yeah. watch like the walking dead and stuff like that. Cause it was just like, it's, it's like, it's good, but it's just like, I, I don't want to torture myself with that. And right. a couple of those episodes are like that. And that's it's oh, dark. Yeah, it's like, so dark. Yeah, and it's like that's a that's a little rough. This is not just a fun little like <laughs> <laughs> no, this is yeah, right. Ooh, okay. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, I I, I would one hundred percent agree. And yeah, no, that that's yeah, that's fair. So yeah, get ready for that. You will see like you'll see beautiful things that aren't that way at all, but then you'll see some of like the darkest, like wildest shit ever. And it, it has a bunch of different like tones, you know, throughout. Cause again, it's like not, it's not one cohesive thing. It's like a bunch of studios yeah. like submitting funny video, stuff, so. serious. Yeah. Just dreadful. Yeah. Leak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a nice combo, but amazing. Like some of it is so amazing. Oh, and yeah, just, it, well, it's just so great that there's a place for it, you know, because like those aren't, you're not going to see stories like that ahead of like a Pixar movie, no. you know, or something like that. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine some of these shorts in front of a Pixar film? Yeah. Or, or fucking yeah. the next minions. Right, right, right. Exactly. No, there's no way. Uh, I, but, oh, um, God, I would love to see an illumination one. That'd be, oh, that would be fucking great. That'd be so great. Like an X-rated illumination yeah, yeah, short that they sure. throw in. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be incredible. But yeah, that that's something I watched recently. And yeah, it was amazing. So check it out, y'all. And uh, yeah, yeah it's fucking cool. Rad. Yeah, so what we are going to be talking about today is weapons, our favorite weapons in video games. We left it sort of loose, obviously. Uh, I think we have a good handful. We'll see how many we get through. I don't imagine we're going to be talking about them in depth. I know some of them are really cool, so we want to talk a little bit about them. But um, we'll, we'll we'll get through as many as we can. Before then, we don't really have a lot of news stuff that I thought was too interesting. At least not that I saw. The Steam sale starts today. I can't access it, though. I keep try, been trying for like three hours, and it keeps just loading. And like some things will load, some things won't load. So I haven't really been able to see. I've seen some of the stuff, but it's... What I have seen so far has been the really disappointing Steam sale kind of thing of the last few years where 10% off, 20% off. It's like, that's not why the Steam sale became so famous and so notorious of like, you know, adding dozens of games to people's libraries and all that stuff. It was because of like deep, like 40%, 60%, 70%, 90% kind of discounts. And or like, feel like those days are just huge bundles of shit. Yeah. Like I own, and like, I just don't see that stuff anymore. Yeah, I mean, because it's they realized that they were lo- probably losing money on it. So bandwidth ain't free. So what's in my Should what's in my though. what's in my wish list here that's on sale? Uh, Thumpers on sale. The Black Mesa uh, thing is on sale. I think Tab said Road ninety six might have been on sale. Let me let me check. In Silence is on sale, but it's it's the same price it's been. For a while. Ooh, cookie clickers on sale. I should buy that. It's 40% off. 
Tab said they're picking know, up the browser version of Cookie Clicker is not enough for me. Uh, no Man's <laughs> Sky is on sale for thirty. Chivalry Two is on sale for twenty four. Uh, Persona Four Arena Ultimax is on sale for twenty. No, it's only twenty five percent off, so it's not that bad. Yeah, not, not that good. Seventy five percent off the Fallout franchise are up to seventy five percent off. Oh, oh, boo! Up to yeah. yeah. Should have been seventy six. Also, on. also too. I, yeah, yeah. I already own at least most of that stuff anyway from a previous sale. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is they're like, here's this game that you already have forty percent off, and I'm like, great, thanks, ooh, awesome. But yeah, so I I don't know how exciting that is. I mean, if you haven't checked it out, listeners, go you know check it out. Maybe you'll find something. I feel like I always find at least a couple of things that I'm like, you know, yeah, it looks interesting, but. Like I said, it just wasn't loading for me most of the day. I tried a few different devices, and I'll, I don't it's, know. It's I, loading I, right uh, now for me. So I've seen on Twitter, yeah, other people are saying that it's down. But um, so aside from that, what have y'all been playing? Anything fun? Paul, tell me about this uh, irresponsible spending simulator because I think <laughs> I think I've been playing the same thing. Did you pick that up? Did you pick that up in the Steam sale? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, um, that's a special thing. All right. So, yes, I've been playing Elden Ring. Nothing really new to report there. Mario Party. Again, very fun. Nothing new to report there. But Except okay. that I got fucking wrecked yesterday. The game fucking oh, hated okay. me, man. Yeah. Jo- okay. Joey did get wrecked. Um, <laughs> it was horrible. You just, we were on a board that. Can be it can be really challenging to get to a star because well, like movement on the board. For a minute, I forgot what we were talking about. If we were talking about Elden Ring or Mario Party. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. They both. Yeah, it's funny if you take certain words out, it, it would be very difficult to uh, yeah to discern between those two. Um, no, but we're on a board that um, it's like the was was it space something, Joey? Like yeah, space? it's like space station or something yeah. like that. So, but it's the one that looks like it's the only one that looks like a space station, so it's impossible to miss. Um, but uh, yeah, it's really hard to get around the board because there's these little like hovercraft things that like will occasionally, if you step on like a, a spot that triggers them, it'll just like mm. undo all of your progress and send you back or whatever. Yeah. So like Joey could not get to a star <laughs> at multiple I, points to save I his life. I couldn't get out of the bottom right corner where you yes. start. It was like. Imagine playing Monopoly and you you keep landing on something that keeps pushing you back to go. Like that's what it kept happening. Like I just kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Everyone else is going fancy free, getting all their stars. Um, at one point, the star was placed right behind me, down in the lower right hand corner, and I thought, finally, it's my day. I was still ahead of it, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this curse that has been yeah. handed down to me, and I'm going to let the thing push me backwards, like it has been, which it did. But it pushed me back to right before the star. So I was like, see, maybe it pays off to be stuck in the corner. And then Jacqueline comes out of nowhere, my arch nemesis, <laughs> my rival, and uses his double dice and just whoop, takes the star right from in front of me. <laughs> All, right. All right. That's cool. And then I finally get a star. And I'm like, I'm part of the club. Everyone else has two stars. Paul has three stars. And I'm like, I got one star. It's pretty okay. And then Paul gets a, go- a boo. And Boo's like, do you want to steal a star? Paul's like, sure, but I, I don't want to be mean. I'll just put it on random. And you know the game said, <laughs> fuck Joey. And so it took my star. And Yeah, the, the person who had the least, yeah. you know, it yeah. said him. So that was a rough, rough game for me. But 
But it's been yeah. it's still been fun. I fucking love that game so much. It was yeah, no, it it was it was really fun. So I've been having fun with all that. But okay, so I'm gonna post a link to this. Oh, God, a, yes. a long, a long, long time ago, um, CD Projekt Red put out a statue of my man for my favorite game, The Witcher Three, Geralt of Rivia, um, like sort of reimagined as like a Ronin, you know. And I was like, that is so fucking cool, but it's so expensive. And I, I just thought it was amazing, and I wanted it so badly, but I said no. And then it went away. Years ago, this happened. It went away. And I thought it was gone forever. And I've dreamt, you know, <laughs> countless nights. I've been like, damn it. And then you look at like Mercari to see how much the ones that they did sell at the time were going for. And it's like $2,000. I'm like, fuck me to death. No way. Um, yeah, yeah. But then recently, um, they revealed that um, through Dark Horse Direct that they were bringing them back. And um, putting out pre-orders now, and I looked, and it was like two hundred and eighty dollars, and I'm like, I have never spent this much <laughs> on <laughs> gaming merchandise, you know, uh, never like a like a, a statue or anything. I've never done anything like it. That is so much money. This is insane. And then over the the next couple of days, I like was tossing and turning at night, and I was like, Oh God, but I want it so bad. And then I eventually broke down, and I bought it, baby. I yeah. It's coming, it's coming in December. I'm so excited. <laughs> Woo! Woo! That is uh, fucking, that's re- that is really exciting. Welcome to the world of spending too much on video game figures because I have I have a good few of them. You've seen them. Um and yes. none of them were cheap. Uh but that Yennefer Kunoichi one looks amazing too. Did you see her little cat? I, saw, I, I just oh, want, I, I see it now. I just I just want the cat that's on that one. No, yeah, I mean, that, that's that one. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, sorry, it looks amazing. What were you going to say? Sorry. I was going to say that's why it's $380. Yennefer is like $100 of that. The cat is $280. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll post a link to this in the show notes if anyone's interested. It looks like pre-orders are still up. So yeah. if you are also July. waking up in cold sweats. Yes. Yeah. I had pre-ordered months ago a jesse figure from final fantasy 7 remake and it was supposed to come out in december and it was pushed back to i think may and then it was pushed back to i think like august or something like that so i i'll get that and i'll be excited about it uh but my irresponsible spending for that was um months ago but still you know but yeah i i love figures i love figures i hope to one day have a, a job where like at my desk right now at work it's a shared office I have like figures and stuff, but I hope to one day work at like a, a video game company where you, I have you could display that that special edition Tifa statue, right? Yeah, and, <laughs> af- and afford it. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> I can well, afford what? it and display it. Hell yeah! Um, well, and and well, the other thing too, it's like maybe she. I love the. W- I was gonna say maybe she could get a job at Activision. It seems like it's accepted there. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> I and who knows? Yeah, that that's the the tip of the iceberg. I'm sure of what. Yeah, they they yeah. Anyway, but um, <laughs> no. What I was gonna say is like for me, like it was super cool. What was nice about Dark Dark Horse Direct is that they let you break it up into installments. Yeah. So I'm just paying like a little bit every month instead of like dropping it all at once, which is cool. And you know. 
like a lot of people who ordered that Tifa statue and were like, I've been waiting for this all my goddamn life. This is exactly what I wanted. I'm like, I, as you know, I love The Witcher 3. I also love samurai shit so yeah. much. And this might be the only time where those things come together. This is a very niche window. And I just, I wanted it so badly. And I'm, I'm just so, yeah, I'm so excited. I know, about you were it, so, so hard on that fucking Halo uh, yep. uh, samurai skin. Yeah. I didn't know that you really like samurais that much. Yeah, I really do. I just think, it, it, yeah, I love it. And so why, why I love Go- one of the main reasons I love Ghost of Tsushima so much as well. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm so excited. But now I have to be I have to be a good boy for <laughs> a little while because this I was like, oh god, I could see how I could start to get in the groove of like oh, maybe yeah. having a couple of these, you know, pre-ordered and rolling at once. And that, well, that it's might a be weird dangerous. having it just the one on the shelf. It'd be nice if there was one on the other side, oh, kind of like you know, yeah. bookend it, you know, you're right. And that Yennefer one is stunning. Yeah. And Jacqueline Beautiful. loves Yennefer. And it's only a hundred dollars more. You know, if you're already spending that much, like you can just get another one, you know, Jacqueline, Jacqueline loves Yennefer. They were like, happy birthday. She's like, you know, I, I wouldn't want it's, 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 it's how oh, we're really buying well. the bowling ball for Marge. <laughs> I'm like, but Jacqueline, there's a cat on it. You love cats. Cats yeah. are great. <laughs> She's like, we could have adopted a real cat for a fraction of this amount of money. We could have adopted 14 cats for that. You are out here. Um, I, but see, I'm so excited for you, but I just looked at the page. And this is like the heartbreak of ordering one of these things is it doesn't ship until September through November. It's so hard. You get so excited. You make this big purchase and you're like, I fucking did it. I fucking did it. And they're like, now nah, you have to wait. You have to be patient. The patience of a samurai for. Yes, that's OK. The, the, to five months. the base ah. that I like really would want to get. Uh, it's like a year waiting list to get one. <laughs> Shit. So it's like oh I, I would put an order in that I wouldn't see it for a year. Maybe if that. Whoa. Uh, if I would be so lucky. So, cause they're all custom Damn. order. So yeah. Damn. It's also like, uh, an electrical guitar company, uh, guitar bass. Uh, they're all aluminum. So aluminum neck, aluminum yeah. body, all that stuff. They're oh, cool. all machined a couple grand, but you know, they're really nice and they basically last forever. Like they require like no, no real maintenance on them. So you gotta like get a truss rod to make sure the neck's all straight and all that stuff. And I've have, friends who said they've fucking thrown theirs and like it's perfectly fine afterwards so see i'm just imagining it's like made out of like an aluminum can so it's like (laughs) like bending and folding no it's literally like like, yeah the neck is just like one piece of aluminum that's like machined out and then the body is like another block of aluminum that's like hollowed out to then be bolted all together really nice stuff really nice Really expensive, but really nice. They sound. Did you see that too, um, so. that Nine Inch Nails video I sent you of Trent Reznor on stage? Because I was thinking as you were saying that I'm like holding like a metal guitar. I don't think aluminum attracts lightning, but the idea of like some of these musicians who play in the rain and Trent Reznor was well, it was Nine Inch Nails were playing recently one of their first shows in a long time, and they're on stage and it's raining, 
and there's a rainbow oh, yeah. over the crowd. <laughs> he's singing these Nine Inch Nails. He's like, and then he's like, a fucking rainbow. And, he and, you, just, and you hear the crowd just fucking cheer. <laughs> on the Instagram page, uh, on their on their Instagram page, they posted that. That was the caption of, the, of that set of photos was a fucking rainbow. A fucking, because like Trent Reznor, like his music is so sinister. His voice is so dorky like he has a dorky voice so he's like, oh yeah a fucking rainbow oh, yeah, he's just talking it was, what were they playing it was uh less than uh off of um the second ep that they just released yeah. that ep series uh it's the one that has polybius is the music video oh shit yeah. i didn't know about that yeah it's a really good video really good song Damn, i like cool. that i actually like i really like that ep uh it's really good but let's just check it out fucking rainbow me fucking rainbows what have you been playing ron uh andrew and i have been playing it takes two um Ooh. it's really good yeah. um it is it is better than uh, a way out as far as like um story so far and um kind of control and all that stuff it's 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 a little easier for someone who's not as well versed in gaming as andrea is um but she's able to pick it up and like you know if there's something she's struggling with like we're usually able to like walk it out or, you know, work it out. Or, you know, if it's like really difficult, like I'll just take over, you know, she'll hand the controller me and just get through that one part and then we'll move on. But so far I only had like one instance where I had to, I had to take over sort of thing, but mm. on that, everything's been pretty, pretty easy peasy. Yeah. It's fun so far. Uh, I, I have no clue how far we are through it. Cause I have no clue how long Ooh. it is. It doesn't give you any sort of story progress percentage or anything like that so we could be halfway through we could be over halfway through i honestly have no fucking clue hmm. um also play the uh the team in tmnt uh with you and tab yeah the game the game's good it's not <laughs> it's not 30 dollars good I it's only say, 25 isn't it no it's 30 normal price it was on sale is it or, oh. is, or is it 25? I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not that it's not it's not <laughs> I, that good. I think it I disagree. I, I, I think it's I think it, no, I I'm, I'm not I'm not faulting it. I'm not saying like it's mm-hmm. a bad game or anything. I think that price price point's a little little too high. I I got it on sale for 20 whatever it was. That's probably the most I would pay for it. It's it's just kind of a beat em up. You know what I mean? Like I have a feeling that the replayability is I mean, granted, we did, I don't know how far we got. I don't I don't know how much more there is after where we've gotten to. I'm assuming there's probably a decent amount more story. But if if it if the replay value is like, all right, now level up the other characters. Eh, I don't know if that's really worth it. Okay. <laughs> You're mad. <laughs> no, no, I'm not mad. I I have a slightly different take, a little bit more positive. I had a lot of fun with it. Oh, again, um, I'm not saying there's anything. No, 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 wrong with no, it. no, it's, no. It's fun, okay, it, we I, get it. I, I had a lot of fun playing with you guys. I'll probably yeah. me and Andrew are probably going to end up playing it too. Um, go ahead. But you hate it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Please continue shitting. <laughs> no, no, no. I liked it. It's just you know fucking twelve bucks maybe max. Um, no, I I love it. I think the sprite work is amazing. It's super colorful. It's so fucking cute. Like it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it's without that slight edge that they tried to give it in the early '90s, where they were like, these are t- 
these are cool dudes. These are radical <laughs> turtles. You know what I mean? Like they realize like, yeah, they're cool, but they're also cute. So some of the stuff like your, I was Donatello and like my idol animation as he like pulls out a game boy and he looks over his shoulder and his face when he looks over his shoulder is like this cute little pudgy turtle face. It's so cute. Um, it is, it is. No, please share very, it in the game. Please share it in the game. I'm not, I'm not, I, I really liked it. Um, it's, it's, it can like, there's a lot going on on screen, mm-hmm. especially when there's like a bunch of enemies, but it's this like really frenetic kind of fun. Like you just kind of lose yourself and you're like, Oh shit, which I, I, I imagine, especially when we have four turtles on screen, it's going to be fucking chaos, but it's very simple. Really. It's just use the square button to hit. Uh, if you want to do a power hit, you hold square. If you want to do a combo, you hit square four times in a row. And that's basically it. There's some other stuff like you can flip out of the way. You can grab enemies and stuff, but you don't really need to do most of that stuff. And we got super far. I don't I think you had stopped playing, Ron, but Tab and I got to the Technodrome. Did you get with there with us? So we got to the Technodrome, which I think is like end area esque or ish, some something like that. But yeah, I you played April, which how how was April to play? I mean, I, I have no point of reference for the other characters, so I mean it felt fine. I mean, I, I would imagine that they probably all kind of just feel the same. I can't imagine characters feeling different, really. I know they do have different stats, but I, I don't know how much that actually affects it uh, without actually trying one of the other characters. So, hmm. I don't know. I mean, as long as, like, it, it, as long as there's more areas, like, like I said, it just, like, playing that little bit that I played, like, it was a little repetitive and, like, I hope there's a little more variety as it does go on. Um, maybe in like later levels, it gets either more difficult or that was another thing too. It's some, at some points it just seemed like super easy. I don't know if you guys are feeling the same way or if I'm just that good. <laughs> Stealing the pizza all the time. <laughs> I, I think it was mostly easy, but there were a few, a few bosses that really gave us a run for our money. And then tab and I died. That's why we stopped playing. We, mm just fully ran out of lives against a, a certain boss. So, so yeah, it is, it is easy, especially in comparison to the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. And I feel like that for me is kind of a good thing. Cause that arcade game was impossibly difficult. It was so fucking hard to get, like we would get to bosses in the new one that are reminiscent of the old one. And I would have like these little twinges where I'm like, this is it. We're dead. We're, we're, we're fucked. And then we beat them pretty easily. But I, I don't know. I thought it was a. I thought it was a blast. Like I said, the artwork, the music is incredible. Um, the cost thing. I don't really think usually too much about that. I'm glad that it wasn't like fifty bucks or forty bucks. Oh yeah, for sure. I, if it was forty, I'd been like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I. It just to me, like it just seemed like it was a little. Again, I we only played a little bit of it, so I don't know how it changes overall. Uh, as as the levels go on, but like the the what uh, two hours that we played of it, uh, it just kind of seemed a little bit samey to me. So I don't know. You know what's cool about it though? Um, you and Andrea, Joey and Tab, and me and Jack would could all conceivably play this game at once, which and, is kind yeah. of amazing. <laughs> Andrea would have to get a PlayStation Plus account though. What? 
Oh, wait. You can't just have another account like on the same console? I don't think you can. I mean, oh, I, we stupid. can look into it and see, but I think you have to have a PlayStation Plus to play online, period, mm. even if it's local. Wait, but you couldn't do like like a blend between couch co-op like both of us I mean, playing I mean you could but I think she would have to have a plus account to be able to play online with you oh. guys as well I think I don't know I, I we didn't oh. we didn't look into it we had we had talked about it uh but I mean we could have to try it and see yeah yeah well I hope that's not the case because that that was one thing that really attracted me to it is like oh my god we can all play together and that'd be amazing yeah that would be really because I know they also support cross play so in theory, like if they did right now, they only support crossplay between Xbox and PC, but they're supposedly working on making it fully crossplay. So in theory, like if Jacqueline bought it for the Switch or something, but that still would require you to buy two copies. But yeah, we can we'll 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 test it out. We'll figure it out. But yeah, if you like those old games, those old like kind of simple side-scrolling brawlers, I would say you you would probably like it. I am hoping, based on the success of this, I mean, I don't know how financially successful it is yet, but a lot of people are talking about it. It's got really good reviews. I want them to resurrect the Simpsons brawler. Uh, I want them to do the X-Men. Like, Ooh. I love... I know, Paul, you were mentioning the River City games, right? I want to try those. Yeah. Uh, River, Streets of, have you tried... Streets of Rage. Have you oh, played uh, River City Girls at all? That's the one I was mentioning. Yeah. yeah I, that's pretty I, good. I'm curious to try those, too. Streets of Rage 4. Mm, not so good. Oh. You didn't like it? Nah, oh, it was, shit. It was, I, heard it was I was never, I was never really big Streets of Rage fan, but it, I don't know. Some of, some of them just feel like other beat em ups. So like, you know, final fights and all that stuff. So like Streets of Rage just kind of just always felt like a final fight knockoff to me because I was a Nintendo mm. fanboy. So I wasn't <laughs> one of those second nerds. <laughs> it reignited old <laughs> console rivalries <laughs> deep in your heart <laughs> the second you booted it up. River City Girls. Oh, is, they, River City Girls is pretty good. I like that one. I was. I was I, Double Dragon. I never liked Double Dragon. Come on. Never did. Come on. The only the only time I liked Double Dragon was that Double Dragon's Battletoads game. That's it. That crossover game. And that was Double even, Dragon Two. That wasn't even was that amazing. good. You could pick up like they would throw a knife at you. And like if you blocked it or if like it bounced off something, you could pick the knife up and throw it back at you them. You can Come pick on. up a fucking trash can in uh, River City Ransom and throw it at somebody and they'll go barf. There was, what was that game for the PlayStation 1 that was four players and you could pick up like dumpsters and stuff. Do you remember that? Uh, Fighting oh! Force? Oh! Yeah! You could play like the really huge guy. Yeah. 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 I, think it was, yeah. I think it was three players. I don't think it was four. I think it was because I think oh. it was three characters. Okay. I could be wrong. I only ever played the demo. Yeah, I never played the full game. That game was cool, though. We, yeah. we played the opening levels of that game many times. So new it was on the demo disc. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I never exactly. played the full game. I have it downloaded on a ROM somewhere. I think I, I think I downloaded it. I should boot it up and actually play it once. See how it is. <laughs> oh, my God. But, That's um, so true. Yeah, so I've been playing Team NT as well. I have still been playing New Horizons. I'm still, still don't have Diana. And Boomer is a smug motherfucker. He just keeps, he's walking around the island like, like a fly on shit. He's just so happy. And I'm like, <laughs> how do I make you miserable? I don't understand it. Hey, facts don't matter to Boomers. <laughs> Apparently not. 
Yeah, he's like, facts over feelings. And I'm like, apparently, you don't fucking have any feelings. You're trying to <laughs> make your life miserable, and you're just walking around like a dopey piece of shit. But anyways, so still not, still haven't gotten Diana, Diana in that. And then I started the quarry, but I'm only on, I think, chapter three or four. I'm not very far. I It's been a number of things. Like, number one, I think it's just one of those things where you're starting a new game, a new game that you know is going to be kind of tense like you were saying Ron. like the older i get the more i'm like i have to be in the right mood to do something that's gonna give me uh, anxiety even if i know it's gonna pay off in like a good way and so i i had a hesitation with starting it i would like start it and then i'd pause it and i'd pick up my phone and start scrolling and stuff like that um and then i just also haven't had as much time to have like big chunks of gaming so i'll play it for like 45 minutes or an hour so i just haven't had as much time but so far i do really like it i like those super massive games, though, like Until Dawn, I loved and the Dark Pictures Anthology has been kind of hit or miss for me, but I like the formula. It looks great, except the water. The water animation looks very weird. But um, but no, the graphics, the I, I again, I love that, like ultra realistic faces and all that stuff. And I just saw the antagonists recently, and I'm excited about those. So hope hope to play it more soon. Maybe this weekend I'll I'll try to blaze through it. So I'll talk more about it later. But um, but yeah, that's pretty much pretty much what I've been playing. So before we get to our main event, our favorite weapons in in all of video games, we've been talking about this and we wanted to do it sort of midsummer. So I think now's a good time. We're gonna do a fantasy video game draft check in. So we talked previously right at the beginning of the year. We did our fantasy video game draft. We took all the upcoming 2022 video game releases. We treated them like undrafted players in like a fantasy football league kind of thing. We drafted ones that we thought would get high Metacritic scores because that's how we're going to score points is whoever gets the most Metacritic points at the end of the year wins. And any games that are delayed to the next year are treated as injuries. One of the things we didn't quite think through, though, is the idea that if, if we have uneven injuries then whoever has the fewer injuries is going to win automatically. Because if we're doing total Metacritic score uh, points as points, then you have one injury that's taking off, even if it's a bad game, that's taking off like 60 points or something like that. So one of the things we're talking about right now is how to adjust the scoring system to make it a little bit more fair and competitive. Um, And then number two, potentially drafting some new players because there's been new announcements or new games that are supposed to be coming out this year. So let's figure out what we want to do about that. So the first thing is the scoring thing. So I have three recommendations, um, but I'm also open to suggestion. So we have this list of new games that are coming out this year that we could draft from. So one of my suggestions is that we draft back up to 10 games each because we've we've all three of us have had injuries. Um, And then as something that Ron mentioned on a previous episode, we just let it ride, meaning Whoever has the highest point total at the end of the year wins, regardless of injuries, because that's part of the risk. Um, that one's obviously a little risky. It might seem a little unfair if, if one person gets one or two injuries and the rest of us don't. Um, number two, we draft back up to 10 and also draft bench games. So instead of just having 10, we have maybe 12 or 13 or whatever. And those bench games can fill in for any injuries that we have. So we would only count 10 games in total at the end of the year um, and we would still do total score but if we get an injury we can fill in one of the bench games to make up for that so that we always have 10 by the end of the year or 
we draft back up to 10 or 12 or whatever we want, and then we just don't do total score and we only do average. So we all draft the same amount, so 10 or 12 or whatever whatever we decide. And then regardless of injuries, you know, someone could have four injuries theoretically, have four games that are delayed to 2023, um, but that person would still be competitive because we would just be doing um, point total divided by number of games. So the average total of uh, average points that you got based on the Metacritic scores. So do any of those sound good? I kind of like number three, just okay. kind of just get it just like it just it gets thrown in sort of thing. Cause well, so uh, how, how will we choose which games? So say like you had four, uh, four games, you know, get benched. So you're going to pull four games out. How do you choose those four games? You're, are you going to choose the four with the highest score or do we randomize it and like whatever scores out of those 10 games, like those 10 games, we'll put them in the wheel and it just randomly picks four and then just goes, that's what you get sort of thing. That's a good question. So what you're saying is that what if we, we get these four benched games and one of them gets a score before we get an injury? Do we then get to be like, well, that game didn't get a great score, so I'm not putting that one in. Yeah. I think I could see us doing that, but. Oh, wait, so you want number you want number two then, not number three, right? Uh, do have to make it, feel, yeah, feel four injuries sort of thing at the end of the year. Yeah, but Sorry. not number three where we just get rid of injuries. Because I like that injuries no, are a part I, of yeah, it. Yeah, I like the idea of getting yeah. injuries. Uh, so, so basically kind of like a mix between the two. I like the idea of the average yeah. score instead of the total point score. Uh, I, cause I feel like average score is going to get us make it a way tighter race in general. Okay. Uh, rather than a total score because total score could, you know, at some point, like someone's going to get like, you know, 90, you know, like 200, 300 points, whatever. And then the other two people aren't even going to be like near able to catch up, even if they have like a full roster or whatever, depending on how high or low those scores are going to be. So I kind of like the idea of an average score instead. That's actually kind of what I thought it was. I, when we originally did this. Uh, so, so an average score, but the one that incorporates injuries. I think, so I think, well, the average score would obviously drop a lot if there was a zero in it. Uh, yeah. So I think the idea of it getting filled with, you know, a backup, I, I, I'm not opposed to that. But I think the backups should be randomly chosen. Okay. Like we we get to we get to pick a pool of backups, but we don't get to choose which ones we get to fill. Sort of okay. thing. So like you get to choose ten backup games, but if you lost three games, like it's gonna get filled with three games, but they're gonna be random out of your list so of at ten. At the yeah. end of the year, when we do the point the scoring, we then that's when we fill in with the backups. Yes. So yeah, there, there's also no redrafting our stinkers that we gave one another because yes, right. that seems like it would defeat the purpose. Right. Yeah, yeah. If if your if your you know bad game gets gets delayed, you know, if I am Jesus Christ doesn't make its, you know, 2022 oh. release date uh you, you take a fat zero on it so really it's, i th- i that think seems it, unfair, well, that's, that's the point like that's sort of the thing because well, what are you gonna well, what are you gonna yeah. unless we unless we have to pick another like two stinkers uh, that's kind of yeah, hard well, to do uh, i guess well i guess we could do that we could <laughs> we could create a stinker bench <laughs> to go and, i mean i'm not opposed to that but like I I do agree that a stinker needs to be present regardless because that's the fun of picking a stinker yeah. is that like the stinker and, is a stinker and right and I will task you two with having to make a last uh, list of stinker games that we have to yeah easy from. done 
Perfect. Yeah, because because otherwise, like we we didn't do it. We we didn't do it with like, oh, I know this is going to get delayed, so I'm going to give this person a zero. We did yeah. it because it, it's going to be potentially funny. If it's like a low I score, mean, the the best part about the stinkers is those games are going to come out regardless. They're not going to delay them. They're hit. They're going to hit their launch window whether they're good or whether they're good or not. So maybe I mean Avatar maybe. Frontiers of Pandora. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I am Jesus Christ coming out this year. I'm I'm almost positive they're going to. And I am I'm ready for there it. Will be a, there will 10. be a second coming. You know what I mean. <laughs> yes. All I have to say um, to you, video game critics out there, what would Jesus do? You give this game <laughs> a ten out of ten. A ten. <laughs> so the more I hear about Sonic Frontiers, the more I'm excited for that stinker because it might actually be really good. Annoyingly, <laughs> really, I keep hearing people crap all oh, over. Oh, you it. think people are hating it? No, a lot shit. of people are making fun of like the open world. A lot of people made fun of uh, Sonic the movie, and look where that got them. That's true. Yeah, it absolutely could. Could, t- could turn out but um we still don't know much about avatar so there's that but okay so let's go through our lists as they are currently talk about the scores we've gotten how we feel uh going into this and then we will redraft dra- our injuries wait can we redraft on a later episode because i mean that might take longer and i'd like to sit with the list like a little bit longer Sure. Like, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I was not prepared okay. to do that. Yeah. yeah today. I, w- I wasn't ready. I thought I, we were just checking thought, in. And okay. I thought we were, we were just checking do. in okay. on the redraft thing. I thought yeah. we were okay. I thought we were drafting, but okay. So, um, I'll I'll come. I'll try to come up with a list of some stinkers to throw in there, and then we will redraft in the next couple weeks. Um, but so far, I'm really the only one that has a lot of scores. Luckily, I have uh, Sifu, which has an eight. By the way, I was not sure about what I should do with the scoring, about whether or not I should go and update them since they've gotten a few more reviews and numbers have jumped up and down by one or two. I just left them at their initial release scores. How do we feel about that? Do we just want to go with this is their score at the time that we looked at it and we just leave it at that? Or do we want to rescore it at the end of the year? I think say, we agreed on what the Metacritic scores were at the yeah, end. Yeah, I think that was, okay. I think that seems the best yeah. because you know, like something could be a sleeper hit, like that'll pop up all year around the year, and be like, oh, actually, no, this game's really good, and everyone just slept on it, sort of thing. So okay, so these are the scores at launch. So I had Sifu at eighty, not bad. Elden Ring baby at ninety seven. <laughs> that was my my big in. Um, Gran Turismo seven eighty eight, pretty respectable. Uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins 71 not great but like that could that could have been worse man that could have yeah, been, been worse chaos yeah it could have been chaos <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land 85 pretty good probably about you know what I expected Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga 84 um, I still have Forspoken which is still on the calendar for October so that's good I have Soup Pot which I looked into to see it I updated release dates by the way and that still doesn't have a solid release date. It was supposed to release last year. There's been virtual silence on it so far, so I'm a little bit nervous that that might be another injury. Um, Marvel's Midnight Suns is still on the schedule for this year, so I have that one. And then the stinker, as given to me by Paul, was it? Did you give yeah. me an avatar? Paul gave me mm-hmm. Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, supposedly still on for 2022. And then my other big one, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel, Push back to 2022. So that's my only injury, but that's it's a it's a pretty fucking big one. 
Um, Paul only has two scores in the book so far. Horizon Forbidden West, which was a big one. It's at 88. Too low, in my opinion, but that's where it was. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, 81. Again, pretty respectable. Uh, you also have Splatoon 3, which has been confirmed for summer 2022. So that's going to be exciting to see. Saints Row is coming out in August. Lord of the Rings Gollum has a release date <laughs> of 9 1. What do you, what do you, you think that's going to be a stinker? Well, I, no, no, no. I'm just like, I'm glad it has a solid release date because I'm like, I, if any a game is going to fail, I worry that that one is going to be pushed back because I feel like I haven't heard a lot about it. But yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they did say 9-1, so um, Sons of the Forest got pushed back to October. That was supposed to come out in May. Um, Goodbye Volcano High, so I haven't heard almost anything about that. And that was, like, advertised at PlayStation 5 launch, wasn't it? So mm-hmm. it's been a while. But um, Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals, doesn't have a solid release date. God damn it. <laughs> I am Jesus Christ, of course. Uh, 2020 still, 2022 still, no updates about that. Starfield, as gifted by Ron. <laughs> as gifted by Ron. Thank you, Ron. Um, Starfield was your big injury. Oh, that was pushed yes. back. Oh. Um, as was Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Yes! Oh, god damn it. So you have two big injuries, which I feel like are personal injuries because you were also excited to play those. Yes, yes. But it's true. in terms of score, that one's a little bit more credible. Starfield, I feel like that's probably going to be a 90 plus. So... Um, and then Ron has a few scores on the books. You have Dying Light 2 Stay Human, which was a 78. Again, pretty good. Not not as high as I thought it was going to be. Uh, Martha is Dead at a 77. Again, not not quite as high as I thought. Ghostwire Tokyo, 76. And Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song at a 63. So that one's a little bit of a, a little bit of a hit. But you have some potentially really big ones coming up. You have Stray, which was confirmed for July 19th. So that one's one of the earliest ones coming up that we'll have a score for, which I think seems set for success. Gotham Knights, which has gotten some pretty good buzz. I think I've seen some people criticizing some of the, the dialogue and stuff, but that's got a hard due date, a hard due date. Wow. Wow. <laughs> hard release due. date. For Ron, it's a due date. You better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Birth of my nice is baby nine uh, or higher. Um, Gotham Knights is October 25th. Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. That one I'm nervous about. It's still on the schedule for December 8th. But it's watch, cutting it close. Watch, they're going to put, they're going to, they're come out like, we have to change a date. November 9th, and it's going to come out. Like November. That. They're, they're going oh. to the, announce it on the day it comes out, sort of thing. Oh 11, 11, <laughs> 23. No. <laughs> oh, um, no. But that one is still supposedly on on schedule for December. Bayonetta 3, I think I remember Nintendo saying it's definitely coming this year, or maybe it was a rumor. It was something along those lines that they, they were going to do their best to not push it back, as far as I understood yeah. the language. And then Skull and Bones, we sort of made fun of you a little bit for picking that one because you picked that one. We, we were joking that like that's this one of the stinker ones that you'd give to someone because you're like, that's not coming out this year. But Ubisoft said in a press or not a press release, sorry, said in an investor call to the to their investors that it's definitely coming out in late 2022 or early 2023. So, of course, a little bit of a split, you know. But the fact that they seem so confident that it still might come out this year when we haven't seen anything, that's that's a potential big one. Um, who knows what shape it's going to be in? Who knows what kind, what kind of game it's going to be? <laughs> but your other big one, God of War Ragnarok, 
the buzz seems to be that it is definitely coming out this year, which again, I was surprised. I thought out of any of us, Rom was going to have the most injuries because yeah. again, stalker two cutting, cutting it close. Bayonetta three was a big question mark. Skull and bones was a big question mark. God of war was a big question mark, but a lot of those seem like they're coming out this year. So Ron does not have any injuries so far. So far. Defying all so expectations. Far. Um, and then your stinker. Think, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, I think the lack of E3 makes it still very hopeful that God of War Ragnarok is coming out. Because if there was like a formal PlayStation showing at E3 and, and they, they didn't, didn't mention it, it yeah. no fucking way. Absolutely not. No yeah. way. But, but now that PlayStation's sort of dripping, you know, trickling out there. There are other big content drops, I think. Yeah, there, there's way more of a chance there's waiting. They're sitting on it, and they're going to be like, it's available now, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like August or September, I can see a direct doing that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they had their direct, but they were specifically, they were like, it's going to focus on third party and VR. And like, that's it. And they still haven't shown PSVR too. So, yeah, we're going to get something. Um, Ron Stinker, as gifted by me, was Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> Because again, a lot of lot of negativity, a lot of negative buzz around well, it. It's gonna be a ninety three um, overall. It's gonna be ninety fucking eight. Um, <laughs> but we still have a a short list of scrubs that we didn't end up drafting, which we can add to the scouting prospects list, which I'll go through in a second. But the scrubs list was Hogwarts Legacy, which which still comes out in December supposedly. Uh, Session, which comes out in September. Mario and Rabbids uh, Sparks of hope, which we haven't heard much about since then because Ubisoft has been pretty quiet about their stuff. And then Redfall was pushed back to 2023. So that's an injury, but it was already on the the bench anyway. So some of the scouting prospects that have been announced and have release dates for this year are live alive for 722, which we might have to scrap if we end up drafting too late. We can, we can, um, Bear and breakfast. It, it, it is only June 23rd. So we have like, you know, we could probably do it. What do we got next week? What's next week's episode? Next week episode is, of course, um, who knew that review volume four. So maybe we could do that after that one. We could try to. So July 7th. Yeah, we can try this game. Damn it. We could. Yeah, we could. We could squeeze it in. Or we could just make that episode that episode. Instead of make this game. I want to do make this game. Fine. Make the game. We could do both. We could. You could skip that review. What? Or what we could do, we could record a little private session where we just like do a draft real quick and then just like slap it onto an episode. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be part of an episode. We could just do a side side thing too. That's true. So yeah. for you listeners, through the magic of editing, it will seem as though you know we sat down and did it all at once. But or we could just just for, be like, okay, we're picking this, and then just not record it and just be like, make it easy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah. Okay. We'll figure. We'll we figure don't have it to make we'll it. Figure it out. We'll, figure, yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah, too much out. sausage. Too much sausage. Yeah, too much sausage. But um, some of the other games are Baron Breakfast, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which has been confirmed for this summer, which was moved up actually. Two Point Campus, Roller Drome, Madden NFL 23, Soul Hackers 2, Splatoon 3. Why do I have that on there? Um, has that. Madden is the thing I was thinking about. Man, my finger looks really weird when I do this. <laughs> Madden was the thing I was thinking. We were talking about Madden because this is the all Madden edition. You were curious if it was going to have Madden commentary. Yeah. And I just thought about today. Dude, they have fucking decades of this guy's voice. They could probably just do a voice print of him and just make him say whatever the fuck they want him to say. Oh, shit. 
Yeah. Or, and I, I'm, I'm especially attuned to this because I'm a Packers fan. Brett Favre, Brett Favre, Brett Favre. <laughs> Brett Favre. <laughs> this reminds me of Brett Favre. I love Brett Favre. <laughs> that's, that's all. It's the all Favre edition. <laughs> the all Favre edition. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sidetrack. No, no, it's fine. Uh, um, Soul Hackers 2. Uh, yeah, Overwatch 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Goat Simulator 3, which is actually Goat Simulator 2, so yes. lots of number twos. Uh, Seasonal Letter to the Future, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Callisto Protocol, Valkyrie, Elysium, and We Are OFK. So we have a lot, a lot to draft from, so it'll be exciting. So we'll do that in the next couple weeks. And there's probably, Wait, Joe, there's you're probably forgetting more that's, on the, that's not on this list, too. That we The iconic 30-year-old franchise that's returned. Oh Flashback 2! The most famous <laughs> Jeff Keighley played it as a kid. He loved it. Everyone that could knows. Be on, that could flashback. be on the stinker list. Wait, they're making a flashback too? <laughs> you didn't know that? No, I, I missed that news. It was on yes. it was Summer Game Fest. Oh. It was a Wait, huge, have you guys, huge reveal. Have you guys never played Flashback? No. no. Oh, flashback's really Did you good. not listen? Did you not listen to the episode? <laughs> as I said, you I've did. had a lot going on. Ron, the- <laughs> Ron, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is on that episode. That's so true. you better listen. Because we paid a lot of money to get him to sponsor. That's not my. That's not my problem. I mean, I mean, he's product. our he's our friend, and he just came on naturally, like a friend does. Yeah, when they call. He but, even says our names. But if that wasn't the case, maybe we would have had to have spent a lot of money, and would sure yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> spent a lot of friendship points. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my accountant recently called because I'm having some issues with my <laughs> friendship points <laughs> in my savings account. <laughs> but okay, so we will update the draft list soon in the next couple of weeks. Um, check back in, and then we will write it out until the end of the year. And yeah, see, yeah, yeah. see what we score. But Sounds good. I'm excited. So, favorite video game weapons. Shall we begin? Do we need to take a break? Anyone want to go potty before you shit your pants with excitement? Are we uh, good to well, press on? I'm fine. When it comes to we- when it comes to weapons and shit, I am locked and loaded and definitely ready to go oh, yeah. Yeah. so here we go do you want me to kick it off to get yeah you know started? what kick it off get that all right let's get those let's, pants shitted yeah let's blast a hole into this main segment you know with our our, our bullets and our poop um with uh, my first <laughs> pick so um if you want to click on the link in my number one slot, my first pick for favorite video game weapons of all time is the Pyrotechno from um, Far Cry 6. This thing is amazing. It is, it's um, a rocket launcher, but it's like uh, it's like a suitcase filled with fireworks and like a car like shifter handle. And this thing is incredible. It shoots out either individual rockets or like a million rockets all at once. It looks beautiful because they're fireworks. There's just colors and they explode all over the place. They track enemies, so they're like heat seeking. And um, on top of it, it just feels so incredibly satisfying and unique and bizarre um, when you're using it. And I think what Far Cry does really well um, is it sets up like these really ridiculous, you know, kind of playful, like, um, combat situations. And this weapon, like, totally embodies that for me because it's, like, both highly practical, but also it's, like, it's really, really fun. And, like, 
gorgeous and like cool like it's like a cool concept so like fashion and function you know put together into a, a perfect weapon that i think just really like nails home like a great like sort of far cry feeling so yeah that is that is my number one spot we will add links in the show description so if you want to check out these videos i think we have we don't have videos or clips or pictures for all of them but we have a lot of them so if you want to check them out as you're listening go ahead and check the show notes uh I think I so the, in the clip that you're showing, you're like in the back of a truck shooting it. Do you normally wear that as your backpack? No. So that's um, OK. Yeah. So that's like a different thing entirely. This is um, an actual weapon that you use. OK. That, I had like, some kind of backpack launcher. With. It didn't launch yeah. fireworks, though. But it was that same sense of like it was so useful against helicopters, especially yes. like helicopters would show up and. Normally, they're such a pain in the ass, but once you got this, like, backpack that shot, like, homing missiles, yeah. you just, like, hunker down, launch these fucking rockets, and then just the, the helicopters just dust. It's, it was amazing. Yeah, so it's it, it serves a similar function as that, but, like, the challenge of that, and I forget what that's called in the game. Your Supremo. There you go. Your oh, Supremo. there we go. Yeah. Yeah, the challenge of the Supremo is that you have one of those shots, and it takes a really long time to recharge. Right. But what I think is great about this is like the versatility of like you can shoot single rockets at individual enemies or like, you know, for like three volleys, like rapidly hit like a bunch of things with like all of your fireworks. So it's they work nicely together. And yeah, it helps sort of fill out your options for when you're dealing with like vehicles, which can sometimes be just like such a pain in the ass in that game. <laughs> uh, so also you said this is your number one. Are these ranked oh, or are these yeah, just no, like, okay, not, okay. Yeah, they're there. I'm just walking through in no particular order, though. I do okay. definitely have some that are near and dear to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, my, yeah, my list is the same. I'm not, these are not in order. Um, so my number one, I also have a YouTube video if you want to click. It's not highlighting the weapon, but you can see lots of the way that the weapon is used. It's Ivy's Snake Sword from the Soul Calibur series. Ah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a sword that's also a whip. And it sounds so impractical. And it can be really hard to use, but once you get it, you feel so powerful because she uses she has so many different moves with it. And it looks so cool when she uses it. She like wraps it around herself. She can use it. She like will like jab it out and it like separates and then she'll turn it into a whip. Um, she can like stab the ground and it goes through the ground like a snake and like comes up from the ground and like strikes the distant foe. Um, she can like shoot them out like projectiles. It's magical. So it's not just like a whip sword. It can it can like make all of these other shapes and stuff like that. So she can twirl it around and make it like a little tornado and like bind people with it. Uh, it can, it glows and she can like eject this like purple, red, like fiery stuff, these blue electrical stuff. Um, she can turn it into a giant fucking bow and shoot like magic energy arrows. And all of, so like in terms of usage and practicality, it's really cool. It is hard to master. She's like my favorite character, I think in Soul Calibur. But she's fucking hard to use. Like I end up usually just button spamming, to be honest, or like doing her like roundhouse kick, which is really useful. But um, part of it is because her sword is is really difficult to master. But I think it's because it's so versatile, and there's so many ways you can use it. But um, but yeah, and it's a little BDSM in there. Never heard anyone. So yeah, yeah. well, I I love the whip. I love, of course, it's attached to such an iconic Soul Caliber character. Yeah, no, and as you say, like, the moveset is so diverse and tricky where I feel like if 
I'm not I'm not very talented at finding games, but I feel like you could you could get like you you can attack people in like really unexpected ways, you know, as her, and you would have a yeah. lot of options, which is exciting. <laughs> yeah, she has a lot of a lot of moves where the the sword or the whip will like teleport, you know, and hit, strike someone from behind. So it's a little. She reminds me a little bit of um, Raiden from Mortal Kombat in that sense, where you can like be really tricksy and like keep your distance, but also strike unexpectedly. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely one of my one of my favorites. What about you, Ron Bo? Well, let's see. I'm <laughs> filling out that list real quick here. So the first thing on my list, actually, I was just reminded about when I was looking at something is why is this? Ooh. Oh God, this fucking oh jeez, this is H. Yeah, this thing has got really the letter H. <laughs> um, for some reason, it's it did not take the hyperlinks. The first one, you know, I'll have to just copy and paste it into. Address bar the old fashioned way. Oh, here we are. Yeah. The Farsight XR20 from Perfect Dark. Ooh. Joey, you remember the Farsight, right? I remember that. I was almost on my list, but there's another. There's another. Is it, is it the one I'm thinking of? It might. It probably is, I bet. But we'll, we'll get there. But I, this Farsight. I, 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 I thought about the uh, other one uh, when I <laughs> thought about this. But yeah, the Farsight is so fucking overpowered it's basically a sniper rifle uh that can see and shoot through walls from across the fucking map so cool the problem is you can only see like a very limited radius around what you're looking at and i think the zoom distance also depends on like what you could see so you have to like zoom into a plane it's not like you could just see all the way to the end of the map when you're looking it's like as you're zooming like things start like popping up and stuff like that but man, when you get someone in your sights, like if you, you know, headshot, like that's done. If you get a body shot, usually that takes off like at least all their armor and most of their health. Uh, so it doesn't take much to like get another quick shot in. Yeah. Super and cheap. And it makes like a sound, right? When it shoots. And yeah. so like, if you get hit, you're like, fuck you like, no. Cause then you're like, there's nowhere to hide. That's yeah. one of the things. It's so terrifying. Yeah. Just a yeah. Um, it's so fucking scary. Yeah, it's, it's a great weapon. Uh, playing with that, uh, all bots, cool. and just using the far sight constantly, especially in a, a, a level that's like a long corridor too, because yeah. they're all just going to keep running toward you. You can just shoot through fucking walls the entire time. Well, I was going to say, what a great way to complicate and spice up that kind of like corridor style, you know, yeah. like combat. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's there was so much, you know, at that point in time since it was so new to have these like multiplayer first person shooters. There was a lot of, I wouldn't even call it camping. It wasn't quite that malicious, but it was, you know, you'd hear things, you'd hide, you'd try to find little corners to like hide around, especially while you're reloading and stuff. And when you hear that fucking shot, you're like, there's nowhere safe. Like, I'm just, I have to try to find where it's coming from uh, because it was slow to reload. I think if I remember. Yeah, it was super, it was, it was was slow to reload and it was also like slow to aim. It was not very fast. Um, Yeah. So, so it was really hard to use, but yeah, it was, it was scary when someone else got it, but, but yeah, that's, that's somewhere on my longer list. Cause yeah, that was definitely a, a one that I wanted to, um, to throw on there to at least shout out. So I'm glad that you, you brought it up, but, uh, Paul, what's your number two, my man? Ooh, so number two, if you click on the link comes from uh, a game that has iconic transforming exciting weapons as bloodborne and the amygdalan arm this thing is fucking mm. conceptually and practically one of the coolest 
weapons in the universe. Um, so the yeah, the gimmick, as I said, in Bloodborne with all their weapons is um, they have these sort of dramatic transformations um, where you like, yeah, you, you hit L1 and it switches into like a completely different kind of thing. And so you can do that like throughout combat. And this one in particular, both of its its transformed forms are really awesome. So like the weapon itself, uh, amygdalas and, and, you know, it's, it's a plant like amygdala. Um, they're like these big Cthulhu eldritch beings in the universe. <laughs> and this is like one of their arms, which is like <laughs> such a cool idea for a weapon. So it's like a living thing. And, um, in its untransformed mode, it's like a giant club and it just does crazy, like blunt damage. You like smash enemies down and stagger them with it. And it's really, really cool. But, in its transformed mode, the arm comes alive and it becomes like a whip scythe thing and it's super fast and um, you get a lot more range and it does like like really great damage and it has this really cool move where and you like hold R2 and you do like a charged R2 power attack and it shoots out really far and like attacks and it does a lot of damage if it hits, but um, if you miss, if you don't move, um, it comes back to you and it does two big slashes. And oh, what you do with that, you use that move to bait in people in PvP or even like enemies in the regular game who are like, ha, he missed, you know, like Joker style. <laughs> and then they go in to punish you and they end up getting hit twice so hard. So it's like, it's such a versatile weapon. I love the lore of it. I love like sort of the inventiveness of having like a live Cthulhu's arm, you know, sort of be being your weapon. And it's, yeah, it just embodies like everything I love about like Bloodborne and Bloodborne's combat. So yeah, I, I, I love that weapon so much. So listeners, this is like some, some Pink Floyd dark side of the moon wizard of Oz shit, because if you start playing the video, right when Paul starts talking about it at the exact point that you, that you say, Oh, and when it transforms, that's the part of the video where it shows the transformation. <laughs> I was like watching it and you're like, and when it transforms, I'm like, it's, it's the thing right there. It's transforming. doing the thing he's talking about. It's doing the thing. So yeah, click, click. <laughs> if you're going to watch the video, start it right when Paul starts talking about the weapon. Um, it looks fucking badass. It looks a little unwieldy because there's like, like you said, there's motion after you swing. You swing and it's like, hold on, I, I still have stuff to do. Um, but man, yeah, it looks fucking badass. Looks yeah, badass. and you can you can cancel roll out of that too. So if you want to just come back fast, you just do the long attack and then you roll out of the the or just move and it won't do like the extended. But yeah, it's great. Oh. So, not not to get into too many spoilers, but how many other Dark Souls <laughs> weapons are on your list? I'm I'm curious. There, there may be a, there may be more than one okay. from okay. software weapons on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm curious because I in Elden Ring that was one of the things that was so impressive to me. On the one hand, I was so intimidated by the game that I I wasn't I was not like I didn't have it on my agenda to experiment with weapons and find one that's right for me. I trusted your and Tab's recommendation of like if you're going to use samurai, get katana, you know here's this really great katana that you want to find. Um, and so I just mainlined that and I was like, let me get that and power that up. But I collected a bunch of weapons and there are so many fucking cool weapons in that game that I'm like, man, if I had the time 
um, I probably would replay that game just to try some of those other weapons. I got so many fucking just amazing weapons and I can imagine based on what you've said and other people have said that these, this whole, all these games are filled with cool, unique weapons like that. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. to hear, hear more about those. My second game or my second gun, my second weapon, let's see if I can talk, uh, is the weapon we were just talking about from Perfect Dark. Ah. It's a laptop gun. What, what did you think it was? Uh, N-bomb. Oh, the N-bomb. That would have been a really good one. But the N-bomb, like, on its own is like, that's fine. The N-bomb is really only excellent when... when every, yeah, when thrown. everyone has N-bombs <laughs> and it's only N-bombs when it slows down to fucking single-digit frames per second. Yeah. But no, the, the Perfect Dark laptop gun. So on the one hand, it works as like a regular kind of crappy machine gun. It's a really um, shitty machine gun, yeah. Yeah, it has a really fast firing rate, but it's pretty weak. So if you can get someone up close with it, it's fine. It's a serviceable weapon. But the magic of it is that it's also a sticky turret that you can throw anywhere. So like you can throw it. And that was part of the fun of it was like trying to find a spot in the level that people wouldn't spot it because if you spotted it, you can just shoot it and destroy it. But you would like try to think of spots where it's like, okay, I all, I often run into people here and they're always coming through this door to try to get to this like weapon over here or to this hiding spot. So I'm going to come into the room and throw it above the door so that they run in and before they hear it, it's already firing on them. Um, and it was still pretty weak. But if it caught you unaware and you didn't get and you didn't shoot it and like destroy it before it got all, all of its ammo out, it could kill you because it, it was pre- um, it was pretty deadly accurate, like as, yeah. as a sentry gun. Right. If you heard it going off behind you, you were like, wow, shit. And you try to get to cover <laughs> really quick. And another thing was trying to throw it in like high traffic areas where you're like, like in the facility, which was like one of the, the most the famous what? levels. The Sorry, the Felicity. Which is the facility from GoldenEye 007. Um, <laughs> there was a, there was like kind of two main parts of the level. Like one where there's like these rooms and then the bathrooms. And then there's one where they're all these like, I don't know what they are, like big, what are they, Ron? Like generators or something? Uh, like generators and like tinkers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So there was a little room between those two things. And that room got a lot of action because people would be in one of those areas trying to see if someone was coming out. And so putting it in that room, and if no one saw it, you'd have people getting into firefights and getting weakened, and then that thing would catch on them and mm. get two or three kills. So some people hate the, hate the weapon because it feels kind of cheap because you can, again, it's just like a sticky turret. And you could end up, I don't remember if they despawned if you threw more than one. Uh, you, I, think, but, I think you could have two, maybe. Yeah, but either way, man, I, I, I ne- we never thought that they were cheap. They were, it was fair game. Yeah. Because like, if you spotted them, you, they were easy, easy to destroy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it didn't take I, it didn't take that. much to blow them up. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about the laptop gun. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's my number two. Well, it seems like one of those things where if you're in the know and you're really good at using them, you love it. But if you're like at the, constantly at the receiving end, <laughs> then, yeah. yeah, like it builds like a resentment. Um, but I think that's that's such a cool idea, and yeah, I, I love how diverse the guns in that game seem to be. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're they were really wacky, which is why I should have looked more at I forgot to look at the um uh Time Splitters weapons because they probably had some really silly ones too. Oh yeah, probably oh, God, yeah, Time Splitters. Time Splitters too. Yeah. Chicago typewriter, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. that was really good. Um, but I'm I'm sorry. I'm no, that's okay. Jacking my next pick. So, what's your next pick? Bob? My number two on the my list. It's not really a weapon per se, uh, but it could be used as a weapon. Uh, it's the portal gun from specifically ah! from Portal Two, though, uh, because you were able to iconic. I guess. Well, no, I guess it was it was the same gun. Uh, it just in Portal Two, you were able to like use the goo. Have you guys played Portal 2? I know Joey hasn't. Yes. You've played Portal 2, so you know about the goo. Yes. You know all about the goo, Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why you want to play it. So in Portal 2, spoilers, there's uh, ele- elemental goo that can change properties of the level. Make it bouncy or slippery or uh, uh, sticky was the other one. I can't remember. That sounds all uh, uh, right, right? But yes, you could, you could, oh, yeah, you could use the portal to then spray it at other places. So effectively, it became an extension of of that that goo. Uh, yes. So it, uh, essentially, it became like a goo gun. Uh, yeah, it's just like. It's, not, it's technically not a weapon, but it could be definitely used as a weapon uh, in very unconventional ways. Um, yeah. I think, too, in the context of Portal, where puzzles are the, the obstacle, the antagonist, yeah. well, I mean, the Portal gun it, is a weapon it also, to defeat. It also <laughs> had the turrets, too. Like Those are yeah, enemies, right. and you would use the turrets to drop on other turrets, but you'd use the Portal gun to do that sort of thing. Right. I could have put the companion cube on here if I really wanted to. Uh that's technically a weapon um, that you have to murder. Got to murder your oh. murder candy cube. Oh. But yeah, so sad. So <laughs> sad. Dude, you need to play Portal Two. It's it's one of the like the best sort of written games I've ever played. Like I I, I think that about both the Portal games, but Portal Two is just wonderful. Portal, yeah, Portal like, Two goes super. so many fucking places that I did not expect it to go. Uh, and yeah, the writing of it is just so so goddamn good. So Joey, play yeah, so game. funny. Play it. Oh, that's too yeah. too old. I don't like old games. Um, maybe if they remade it or remastered it. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, wait, how many times are you gonna play Persona this year? <laughs> Never see again. Okay, so um, yeah, no, I think that's. I mean, it's uh, I- iconic, and I think I mean it's the portal gun. So it's still the portal gun, <laughs> yeah. But specifically the portal, like the uses of it in Portal Two, are, are like what I was thinking of specifically. Yeah. Even in Portal 1, though, like, there's no people you use it against, but the way you use it against some of the turrets, like, you shoot a portal under it and make it fall to its death, like, that's scary, you know? That's, that's a weapon. That's scary. Yeah, if someone shot a portal under me and I'm suddenly I'm 80 feet in the air, Paul knows. Paul's got yeah, heights, sphere of heights. Sure, I would, I would, I would be dead <laughs> before anything else happened. You'd be like, why didn't you just shoot me? Damn it. <laughs> I know, kill me, please. Just kill me. Don't teleport me yeah. a thousand feet above the ground. <laughs> so, uh, so what would you want to be shot with? What's your number three? Your number three weapon? Is it a gun? My number three? It's not a yeah. gun. <laughs> yes, in the words of the Iron Giant, not a gun. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> sad. Yeah, so many tears. Um, no, my number three pick is from a little little uh, Santa Monica Studios joint called God of War. It is the Leviathan Axe. This thing rocks so fucking hard. Yeah. It's like beautiful, and it has like this beautiful like wooden handle and all these like glowing runes like carved into the axe. Like the more you level it up, the more 
like kind of beautiful it becomes. And this thing, it is so satisfying to use. It's so heavy. It hits like a truck. You can like bury it into enemies. You can throw it and like it'll like stick into enemies or kill them or knock them off ledges or whatever. And the most satisfying feeling of the whole goddamn universe, like Thor, you hit triangle and it just like, shoots right back into your hand and it's like from anywhere from like you could have thrown it like several you know sections of the map back and just forgot about it and like eh, i'm too busy raising my kid and then like oh yeah boy. a fucking axe and then boy <laughs> yeah and it just kind and you can hear it that sound again sound designers i don't think get enough credit i think i've said that before but like the sound of it like when you hear it and you're like it's like this slight metallic hum when it's coming back to you. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, it's incredible. And it has like these amazing like runic attacks where you like you slam and create like an ice storm or like um cover it in like ice and then like it does a shitload more damage or like knock a bunch of enemies like into the air at once and like oh it's just it's so cool and like without going into anything else about the game, Kratos already has like a very iconic weapon associated with him and going into that game it's like what is it going to be like playing as this character without using those weapons like what's it gonna feel like and i think the the leviathan axe stands toe to toe you know with um the blades of chaos is like iconic kratos weapons and yeah i just i love that thing so much i just think it's so awesome yeah and it was a real feat i thought of the designers because as you said when they announced it and they showed first gameplay and they were like here's the axe that you use i was like what what do you mean like the axe that you get later on and you never use because like you're using the blades of chaos all the time and they're like no this is your weapon in this game i was like i don't know why would you do that like that's not his weapon like it's it just doesn't and then I played it and I was like, yeah, I don't care about the Blades of Chaos. Like I legitimately, <laughs> because it feels like a very different game. Like the Blades of yeah. Chaos seemed so appropriate for the old games where you're just sort of flinging them all around. And this combat seemed far more thoughtful and deliberate and combo based and everything. And yeah, I totally converted me um, to where, like you said, I was like, I, I, even if you gave me the option, I don't know that I would want to go back to the blades of chaos because i'm i just love the axe so much so i and it's a part of the second one i think when they showed that gameplay for the second one it's definitely there so i'm excited they're bringing it, bringing it back but ron you played god of war right no son of a bitch <laughs> i think you, like you it, are i i uh, have I, I have it i only play good games so uh <laughs> <laughs> Which like is, Teenage Mutant yeah, Ninja Turtles exactly. Shredder's Revenge. Yep, exactly. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, I mean, I have it. It's 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 one of the, the PlayStation Plus games. I just haven't had a, a time to like sit down to play it. So I don't know the the original ones. Like I, I tried really hard to like the the, the original ones, and it's just like too too hack and slash for me. It wasn't enough. The story wasn't enough to keep me interested in it. So, yeah. but I know that's the new ones like better so maybe i'll give the new one a try so yeah, yeah especially if you can try it if it's just like one of the playstation plus games and try it for yeah, free exactly. i, I it think is. it's worth the try because yeah. it's amazing if you like it yeah i think you'll really like it absolutely is it my turn or your turn it's your turn i can't remember the order okay 
My third game, I could not find a good video of. The fuck is There's like what a couple of videos. At? You were looking at a SOCOM terrorist PMN landmine. Ooh. SOCOM, SOCOM 2, and I think SOCOM 3. There's some videos on YouTube, but it's like they're old, and man, that game does not look good anymore. <laughs> I really how does, remember how does, that game. How does the Gordon's Fisherman look? I, I didn't see. He wasn't <sighs> in the video, unfortunately. No. But so... The, the, so in SOCOM, it was very much like a Counter-Strike thing. There was terrorists and there were SEALs, and they each had their own unique weapons. And so the SOCOM, the um, SEALs had uh, usually better weapons than the terrorists, generally, yeah, they, like more accurate. More often than not, they were well more equipped to win the fight. <laughs> right. But in terms of landmines, they had, uh, what are they called? Claymores, yeah. where you set them and you have to uh, set them off when you see someone running by them, they weren't pressure sensitive, but the terrorists had these PMN anti-personnel landmines that you'll see in the picture is just a little black circle. And so it was really easy to spot a claymore because there are these little green rectangles. So you really had to do a lot to hide them and you would try to hide them like at the side of an entryway or something where they're hidden. But these landmines just little black dots so easy to hide and kind of like the laptop gun some people fucking hated them because they they thought of them as like cheap kills because what i would do as a terrorist was that was my first thing is i would pick the landmines and my first thing is i'm going to go set them and tell people where i set them and i got so good at finding places that people didn't expect so number one don't put them out in the open or sometimes if you put them out in the open make them a like a distraction so you put it in the in the like a little open area where it's kind of narrow and they see it and they're like Mm-mm-mm, gonna go around guess what another fucking mine over there boom dead and i'm halfway across the map you know what i mean but i would put it on like stairs so if you because the stairs you could literally lay them on like one single step so i would find stairs like in some of the dark levels like the jungle level and i'd put it like where there's some brush or something and put it right on a stair. Cause then when you're going down the stairs, you just can't see it at all. If you're going up the stairs at the right angle, can't see it. But I just loved finding like the perfect spots to put them. Um, or especially if we were playing the bomb diffusing mode, I can't remember what it was called finding spots or the bomb carrying mode, whatever it is mm-hmm. like finding perfect spots on those. So then people are like, we got the bomb. Here we go. We're about to win. Dead. Oh man, I love <laughs> I love that um that landmine. But again, controversial weapon. Some people really hate it. I completely, but I, thought, I completely forgot about the landmine. In really? Com. Yeah, totally forgot about <sighs> that until you brought it up. Yeah, I well, you didn't you didn't like dislike them, but you usually chose something else, right? Like yeah, I think I was just always going to hate her. So yeah, because it took time to go to go around and find spots. But I think that's the other thing is. They kill people after you die, and in SOCOM, you get one death. So if you die, you just watch your your teammates keep playing. But if you had landmines hidden, mm-hmm. then you're still kind of a presence. Mm-hmm. And so that was really fun, too. But if you and but the claymores weren't. If you had set claymores and you die, you can't set them off. Yeah. So but I thought it I the reason I thought they were fair is because again, the the SEALs always had better weapons. So I was yeah. like, you know, it evens the playing field a little bit. So that's my yeah, that game, they, that game was always hard, like, as a terrorist, except for the fucking ship level. Like, that game, yeah. that game, the terrorist definitely had the upper hand on it. Yeah. Uh, so, and, like, one of the characters was, like, 
he was he was the captain of the ship and he just had this just bright yellow raincoat uh so he's like it's a super dark level and there's this captain in a bright yellow raincoat and that's what i would always pick and he looked like he he looked like the gordon's fisherman like you know the the, the guy on the, like the fish stick box that's what he looked like he had the big beard big hat uh i would always pick that guy and just wreck everybody in that level that was my favorite level and i Oh, I always pick the character. It's like, oh, it could be so easy to spot you. Yeah, except you'll be dead by the time you do. So, especially because you would you would use the Desert Eagle, I think, right? Oh yeah, and that's like a one or two shot kill. Yeah, it'd be a um, slow reload, slow fire, yeah, slow but, fire, slow yeah. reload. But if I get the jump on you, you're you're, you're fucked. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how many times it ended up just being me and like three seals, and I would wipe them all out uh, because they think they would have the upper hand, but they didn't. I was just that good. <laughs> Lots of fish sticks. Trust the Gordon's fish, man. Uh, so calm. Man, that game was, that game is probably really hard to go back to. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, look up some videos of it. It's, it's pretty anymore. But, um, but what's your, your next weapon round? Uh, my next one is the uh, Fat Man from Fallout. Ooh, the classic. I, yeah. I have a video here of the experimental Merv, uh, which shoots, what, like three nukes at a time yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It's just so fucking stupid. It's just a dumb fucking weapon, but I love it so much because it's just like, yes. oh, that one's launching five. Jeez. Yeah, it just basically just launches mini nukes and just like they blow up and you got little, little mushroom clouds all over the place and all that stuff, especially <laughs> too when you... I think it was in three. I don't think I think they took it out of four, but I had like a cinematic camera when you hit. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of glad they took it out because it was kind of, you know, when you use it so many times, it's like, okay, just kill the guy. Uh, But yeah, it's just, it's so, oh man, this one, this video is just like dumping fucking mini nukes. Yeah. It's just a dumb, it's just such a dumb fucking weapon. It's like so unnecessary and it's like not practical because like it it will hurt you if you are too close to the damage. And it's it easy to it be will, too close to the damage. Yes, it will destroy you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's really and hard. It, it radiates too. Yeah. And it's fine hard. It's hard to find ammo for it too. Like yeah. you, there's, there's a finite amount of mini nukes in the entire game. So you can only use it so many times. I think it's still like, Double digits amount, but not in this person's game. Apparently, no. This one's yeah, this one's no, this, this, this one's straight up straight up modded here. He is he is just dumping like rapid fire. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, like uh, it's just it's just a dumb fun weapon. Um, I don't, I don't I don't know what else to say about it. I I was so like when I first played it, I played Fallout Three, and I had heard all these rumors about it. I had heard about this gun, and it was like it shoots mini nukes, and they're so powerful, and the ammo is really scarce. And so I was so excited when I found one. Um, well, I found the ammo first. I found like a few of the little mini nukes first, and I was like, "Oh, they look so cool! I can't wait to use them." But I was really nervous, and so I was like, "I'm going to save them for either like boss fights or these." these notorious death claws that I've heard about because apparently they're really hard and they'll kill you in one hit. So I'm going to save them for that. And I remember I was over by like some train station or something. The first time I saw a death claw in the distance and I was like, Oh no, the fucking death. And it saw me and it like locked onto me and it starts running toward me. And I pull out my mini nuke. My first time I'm going to use it. 
the death claws are impossibly fast. So <laughs> yeah. it's fucking closing the distance and I shoot my mini nuke. By the time it hits it, it's right by me. I explode limbs everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, I'm never using that gun again. It's so fucking dangerous. <laughs> it's fun to use if you see like a group like, oh, there's three super mutants or something. But in those tense situations where you really need it because something's on your ass, don't fucking think about it. You're just, you're going to be a pile of irradiated goop. No, it's, it's definitely like a, you need to have a plan for yes. when, and, and ideally you're yeah. getting the drop on somebody and not like reactively. Oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shooting it. Yeah. Oh, oh it's so good though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, the experimental same. Merv is just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's so like, it's, so, it's yeah, like, so unnecessary. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. excellent pick. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Paul, number four. Number four. All right. So if you click on number four, um, you're going to see a pick near and dear to Ron's heart. I'm sure mm-hmm. the super shotgun from Doom Eternal, specifically. Oh mm-hmm. man! So like an iconic Doom weapon, obviously. You know, and famously does a shitload of damage. Um, you know, like double double barrel shotgun, like huge blast. You have to be close range to like do maximum damage and like, you know, one blast reload, one blast reload. But what they did in Doom Eternal is they added a grappling hook to the bottom of it. And that changes the game tremendously because it gives you so many options with this gun. You um can use it sort of offensively again because you need to be really close, like close the distance really quickly. There's a version of um, the uh, gun you can upgrade to later as well, where like the chain on the grappling hook is on fire and it will light the enemy on fire. So when you kill them, you get like a lot of armor, which is really, so it's really useful there. It's also really useful um, defensively as well. So if you, blast somebody with the shotgun and you need to get like the fuck out you can shoot it in a different direction like the grappling hook pull away reload and yeah you're ready to go and it's so versatile it's so much fun and it is built around you know it's brutal it's like metal as fuck um and it's it's built around like movement as well which i think like doom is like really like kind of rooted in this this idea that you're just zipping around the battlefield and and causing a lot of chaos. So yeah, I, I love this thing, and I thought they absolutely nailed it in this this newest game. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely akin to like the super shotgun of Doom Two. Uh, it has that same like just that like if you're in close, you are definitely wrecking shit. Uh, but yeah, adding the chain hook to it to like force you in close sort of thing. Like you said, closing that distance, like you're just getting in everybody's face and just wrecking them. And then, yeah, with the fire, I forgot about that. You just get all that armor back. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> the reload looks fast, too. That was always the thing mm, with the, the super shotgun. Like the, uh, the super shotgun always reloaded fast. Like it was one shot, but they made sure that like you did not have to wait to reload it. It's not like yeah. the uh, the regular shotgun in Doom where it's like, you know, shoot, cock, Sh- shoot, cock. It's like yeah boom done and you're ready to pound off the next one and plus it's like you know it's got a decent spread on it too being a sawed off so you can hit multiple enemies at one time with it if you're you know a a middle distance away right yeah and what people will do um 
is they'll swap between this and like I think it's called the Lancer, which is like that like that bolt gun, and like they'll reload cancel. So you essentially you don't even need to worry about the the reload because you switch bam, switch bam, and switch back and forth between these two incredibly powerful weapons while having like a, almost a non-existent reload period as well. So there are a lot of ways to incorporate it um, like that as well. Yeah, I'm watching, yeah, like very, fighting. I'm, I'm watching this. What? I'm watching this footage right now, and this is like I remember this battle. I'm like, this is this is difficult. And this you just yes. make it look so fucking easy. Yeah, I know. Some people pl- when I watch them play like Doom, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how are you? How are you? And doing it too, like, because sometimes I tell myself with a shooter, like, oh, it's like mouse and keyboard, and like that's why it looks way more fluid. PS5, what? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, not only that, but it doesn't. The mouse and keyboard thing doesn't. That's not what's what I'm seeing in this video. It's like an awareness of where all these enemies are yes. because this guy's turning, this person's turning, and like knows exactly which move to use to like zip over, kill that one, turn around, combo another, mm-hmm. zip to another part. Like it's just situational awareness in this video is like really impressive. So right. yeah, my my next pick is very different and it's kind of a cheating pick a little bit. So there's two links here. Um, because these are both from the same game. And so I have like a safe answer for Chrono Trigger, my favorite game of all time. Um, and then I have the real answer that's a little bit more boring. So the real answer of my favorite weapon from Chrono Trigger is the Rainbow Sword. So, uh, your character Chrono uses katanas. So that's his primary weapon. And the Rainbow Sword is a really, it's a rare sword that you get late in the game from a side quest. So you do the side quest, which is like a multi-part side quest where you track down something called the Rainbow Stone. Um, and it's this whole big thing. You finally find it and you can't carry it. So then you have to do kind of another part of the side quest where you get someone else to carry it back to this kingdom and blah, blah, blah. It's a whole big, long, convoluted side quest. And once you finally get... Uh, use out of it you find someone who can make weapons out of it but it's only one stone so he can only make one sword one prism dress which is a armor for the your female characters or three prism helms and these are like some of the best not some of these are the best equipment in the game but you have to make a choice now the cool thing is because this game has new game plus you can play again and you get to keep your equipment so if you play multiple times up to that point in the game you can eventually have the rainbow sword, multiple prism dresses, multiple prism prism helms. So that's really cool. But the rainbow sword is the rainbow katana essentially for Chrono. And it's the most powerful weapon or the, his most powerful weapon in the game. And since I use him as part of my party all the time, it's like a staple. And I love having that, that weapon at the beginning of the game. So picking that, starting a new game plus, and then having the rainbow is really cool. But the more kind of safe answer and the more and the answer that i think is more interesting is the masamune or masamune um which is like i used to say masamune i think a lot of americans and westerners did but uh once we got voice acting we heard them say masamune it makes more sense with the japanese pronunciation oh, cage either way legend of cage yeah legend of cage yeah that game um <laughs> and this weapon is is like the game makes a big deal out of the weapon out of this weapon. The game doesn't make a big deal. The mass, the Masamune is like, uh, there's a whole big story point where it's a, in the video that you're, that you might be watching is an anime cutscene that they added later on. So frog is this character that he's the only one that can wield the Masamune. Well, not the only one. I think, 
I think Chrono can as well, but he doesn't use it as well. Um, but Frog, it's like his main weapon. And when you find it, it's like this legendary sword. It's the only, the only sword that can beat the big villain Magus at the time. But it's broken. So you have to go like millions of years in the past to find this dreamstone, this red rock uh, in this prehistoric era. And again, whole big long quest line to get it. And it's this magical stone. And then you find a guy who can like fix the, the, the rock or fix the sword, the Masamune. Um, and it becomes super powerful. And in this clip, uh, you see Frog use it to split open a mountain. He's so, doing it right now. He's doing it right now. Right. It's like there we see. There we go. Dark side of the moon. Show Dark right side there. of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But, um, but yeah, so in the game, they make such a big deal out of the Masamune and it makes a return in Chrono Cross. So it's like a big deal weapon in the series. Um, so it's a really cool weapon. It's a broadsword. Um, but again, the rainbow rainbow katana is a little bit more my speed. So kind of cheating two answers there, but um, they're both swords, both from the same game. So if you've played those games, then yeah, check them out. They're, they're, well, I check them out. Like you, you have to check out the Masamune. It's part of the core of the story, but um but yeah, it's really, it's really cool. Yes, you'll have no choice, but you won't even want a choice. You won't even, yeah. yeah, yeah. Except it's kind of lame. It's not really that powerful after you after you beat Magus. <laughs> it kind of sucks, but then later on you can charge it up and it becomes powerful again. the The thing, the difference is that the Rainbow Katana has the higher attack base score, so your regular attacks do more damage. The Masamune has a higher crit rate, so you'll do more critical hits with that. But the thing is, once you get super high level, you're almost always crit doing crit attacks anyways with any weapon, so I still like the rainbow more. But yeah, both of those are are rad, and if you like Chrono Trigger, I think you'll, you'll like those, but neither one of you played that, so I hate you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no! I'm just kidding. This took a dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know you'll both play it in the future because you love me. Yeah. Ron, you said you were going to play it, Ron. You I, really I, I it, did right? start playing it at one point and then See? stopped. It was too too good. You're yeah, like, if good. I play this, yep. my whole life is just going to change, and I'm not ready for that. Yep. So <laughs> I want to be able to enjoy other games. You know, yeah. once I play yeah. this, I might. Yeah, I, I want to be able over, to enjoy over, other games. Right now, over this one. No, no. <laughs> so, like, what other game might you be enjoying that might have a certain weapon? Uh, so my number four, that was a terrible segue. Uh, I know. Number four <laughs> on my list, the penultimate one on my list, is the service weapon from Control. Ooh. Uh, have I, you, not, neither of you played Control yet, right? No. I played a little bit of it at my future brother-in-law. Okay, so you know um, a little bit about the service yeah. weapon then. Yes. So the service weapon is the weapon that you take uh, that be makes you become the... Uh, it's, a, it's an object of power uh, that belongs to the Federal Bureau of Control. Uh, you become the um, director when you pick up this weapon. Like, that's that's the power that it holds is whoever has it becomes the, the new director. And it is a multi-purpose weapon. If you're watching the video right now, uh, it has multiple different forms. It has just a regular handgun form, and it can change it to like almost like a shotgun, a minigun, a sniper rifle-ish weapon, as well as like a charge weapon. And I forgot what the surge one is. The surge is all oh, grenades. Uh, so it, it's it's basically the same weapon, but it can change and do multiple things, and you could just switch it on the fly 
Like you could switch between weapons and it's pretty fucking neat. And you can upgrade it and make it faster, stronger, shoot further, mm. more rapid fire, better reload, charge. Or it's a charge time. Is that really reload? But yeah, it's just, it's a really fucking sweet weapon. And like they, you know, Remedy knows how to make like a nice handling gun. And they did a really good job with this, with this gun. Also, this game is just fucking bonkers, ridiculous. I need to play this again. Yeah. I, I I I don't know what else to talk about it. It's it's like a mist. It's like a mystical modular design. Like it, yeah. it has a shape, and then it does have a shape. It changes based on how you use it. Like in real time, like these like floats apart and comes back together. Yes, which is real fucking. Cool. Uh, I'm going to post yeah. uh, 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 a link here into uh, in between here, so you could see like the individual. Uh, shapes of each weapon uh, and it kind of goes on in a breakdown of each one but yeah it's just it's just a, a really fucking neat looking weapon it sounds really cool yeah uh, yeah well, it looks cool what, and what a cool concept for a weapon that as you say is built so specifically into the game story which is awesome yes. and like the design is so cool and like yeah i haven't I haven't played a, another game quite like it, where you essentially have like like one weapon, but it's just like transforming you know, into every kind of you know weapon you need throughout the game. Yeah. Like that's just awesome. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it yeah. starts you out with just the grip, like you only have the handgun. Then as you progress, like you unlock more and more parts of it and all that stuff. And a lot of them, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the modes. Oops of it oh. uh, are like specific to like you have to use this against these enemies or you have to use mm-hmm. it against this boss sort of thing like that's the only way to damage it or whatever but yeah you have to you kind of have to get good at switching it on the fly because you could have multiple enemies on screen where like okay these ones are like weak against this but then you got these other guys like they're completely immune against that version so you have to switch on the fly to that one and you know it can get a little overwhelming sometimes, but it sounds super lazy. Like if you were designing this game and you're pitching it and you're like, Oh, what are the weapons? Like this is shooters. So like you gotta, it's like, no, not really. You just have like one weapon and it does everything. <laughs> it's like a sniper it rifle. Does, it's like a shotgun. It does until you play the game and you like well, realize like how fucked up everything that, in the borough of control the, yeah. in the oldest house, like how the oldest house works. Like, it totally makes sense once you realize that. I mean, even just watching the video, though, like, you can tell, like I said, conceptually, it sounds lazy, but once you, no, you, you just, see no, it, you and said again, it's a, like, you know, you said it is lazy. I did not. I said, you, you just like, just as Teenage I Ninja said, Turtles the game is, Revenge is a, a good game. game. Just as I said, it was you, a bad game. You said it was lazy design. You kept saying, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I don't know if I'd pay money for it, but <laughs> probably have to pay me to play this game. Dang. Um, no, but it's like the 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 fact again, like not only having to design these different visuals, but like to design the way that the weapon comes apart and comes back together to form it. It's like so cool. So yeah, that's a yeah. Good and it kind of like just in terms of its design encourages you to switch back and forth because it's like one gun capable of doing all these things. So that tells your brain like, oh, it, I should be constantly switching it, you know, I, to I, do all these things. If I remember correctly, too, it's, it's been a while since I played it. I think you can only have like, like three, like active at a time. You can't have all of them. So you have to go in and you'd be like, okay, I need to activate this one now. I, I, yeah. I can't remember. 
how it goes. Yeah, I think you can only have like two forms at a time. So you have to choose wisely which two forms. Like, I, okay, I'm going into this area. I know I need the sniper portion, but then I also need this for, you know, that stuff. So you can only go in with a limited amount at a time. Yeah. No, it's also really cool. clever design too, because like you don't have to worry about, okay, well, what does it look like when she switches weapons? Like, mm-hmm. does she pull, where does she pull the shotgun out of? Like, does she have it slung over? Her? You don't have to worry about that. It, like, it's a different kind of animation that you have to do, but it's, you know, again, it's all like the gun just reforming. Yeah, and it, it makes it more, really it makes cool. it more plausible in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's such an interesting point too, because yeah, like, <laughs> like game design right like thinking about like like a like elden ring which has like a million weapons with like really unique move sets it's like yeah oh man yeah like because it's not just the weapon doing something it's your entire character doing something oh yeah interesting yeah i, I yeah. wow and like <laughs> in, in the last of us they were like how do we hit that head on instead of mm-hmm. developing around it we will literally design animations for every single possible configuration yeah. of i have a shotgun on my back a sidearm yeah. i'm putting my sidearm away i'm pulling my shotgun out so like i think that's one of the things that's so impressive about that about that game especially the second one is that they did animate all of that and in this game yeah. they work around that but in a really cool stylish way so yes i like that a lot agreed speaking of stylish paul next, Ooh, next choice. Well, see that was better right yeah yeah well um, if, uh, style is fashion and fashion is cyclical, we're going back to Bloodborne, baby, because oh, it's the, the game that keeps on giving. I, um, want to talk to you both about the Whirly Gig Saw, or as it is affectionately called within the community, the pizza cutter. It is <laughs> so fucking good. Now, um, as I mentioned earlier with, um, the amygdala and arm, like the the thing about weapons in Bloodborne is they have these really dramatic transformations. Usually, both versions of the weapon have are useful and cool or whatever. This is the one exception where the untransformed version you have like the saw blade on your back and like the handle, and it's like a blunt bat you hit people with. That is fine. Who gives a fuck though? No one wants to use that version because the other version you like shove it into this awesome like saw and it's like and this thing is incredible. Arguably. Um, the best weapon in the whole game, certainly for strength weapons, it has the highest DPS. It's fucking ridiculous. And, um, you can do all kinds of things with it. It hits like a truck, um, because it's serrated, it does extra damage against like beast enemies, which is like so awesome. There's a cool thing you can do, which is unlike any other weapon in the game where like, if you like really get in on an enemy and you catch them at a really vulnerable moment. You can hold down, I think it's L2, while you have the saw version equipped, and it just, like, rotates the saw over and over again and just does, like, a shitload of damage. It's amazing. Um, All of the attacks of it, too, even though it looks like a big, hulking weapon in a lot of ways, the attacks on it are really, really fast, and, like, the the, the rolling R1s in particular are so good because you can hit enemies really easily off of dodging because it sends out a big kind of arcing like um sweep and yeah this thing just is so incredible and 
in a game that's so horrifying, both because, like, tonally it's so, like, gothic and spooky and whatever, and also because it's a From Software game, so these bosses are out to kill your ass, like, the psychological benefit of, like, getting to whip out, like, a, a basically, like, a Victorian chainsaw is so, like, satisfying, and it just, yeah, I love, I love this thing so much. It's definitely the central weapon that that um got me through my first playthrough of bloodborne and yeah it has a very special place in my heart <laughs> it does it have stagger damage when it's rotating mm-hmm. i yeah. was gonna say because in one of the in part of the clip it looks like the character is fighting a boss and it's sawing into it and it does take your stamina but it kept looking it kept look looking like the boss was staggering and i'm like wow if it's doing that much damage and staggering yeah that i could see that being hugely beneficial it's seen yeah. and like you said it adds levity because it seems so silly in an otherwise like super grim dark world but also just the detail of the saw part of it like you can see all of what would be like the moving parts and everything i feel like it would be so easy to just put teeth on something and have those spin but it looks like they put a lot of like intricate visual detail into there it looks really rad yeah it's oh, on it's fire like- now yeah, and you can. That's the other thing too. You can use resins on it and stuff. So yeah, you can light on fire, and that's when you really start rolling. Um, yeah, <laughs> as well. It's so good because um, beast enemies in particular, they're vulnerable to serrated weapons and to fire. Oh, and shit. so when you combine them on this weapon, oh, it's ridiculous! It's so good. Yeah, and it's just, it's just cool as fuck. Like I, I just I, I love the the style of it, and um, yeah, and like in the style of. Bloodborne in general, it's kind of like a really horror-heavy sort of steampunk technology sort of vibe. Like, the Hunter's Workshop is, like, a a central sort of hub in the game, and it's, like, historically where they're building all these, like, wild weapons to fight, you know, monsters with. And it's just, yeah, it's it's such a, yeah, it's such a cool weapon. And um, and you can get it really early in the game, too, which is nice. Because I love the Amygdalan arm, but one bummer of that weapon is that you have to wait a really long time to eventually get it. So it's more of like a, it's more of like a end game DLC, new game plus kind of weapon. But this, this is your best friend all the way through. Like, oh my gosh, it's it's right yeah. there for you. Oh yeah, and I I just think it's oh it's so rad. Big fan. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm just watching yeah. a video right now of it just like taking down like uh, the the cleric beast, and it's just like oh. just just wrecking it. <laughs> <laughs> hit him in the butt hit him right in the butt yeah right in the butt what are you watching <laughs> I'm going through your Twitter feed happy pride yes. well and it, it's so gnarly too and I don't know if you're seeing it in the clip Ron but like it's it's one of those games as the title would suggest as well where like as you fight enemies like you get blood all over yeah. yourself and this thing just like whoosh, you know just like a, a fountain oh it's so gnarly yeah <laughs> it's fucking metal yeah, so cool. But speaking of cool, what's your pick? Uh, I like Jerry? that. Yeah, my and, and speaking of having something at the beginning of the game, my next pick is the Blood Dragon Recurve Bow from Far Cry Five slash Far Cry New Dawn. I think it's I think it's a New Dawn, but I've seen people say that it's an I don't know. It's a, it's in Far Cry New Dawn though for sure. Um, and the nice thing is, and this is like I know some people complain about this, but with a, some Ubisoft games. They offer paid DLC right at the beginning. Some of them they don't. Um, some people like it. Some people don't. I think it's fine for an option. It's not requiring you to buy it as long as the game isn't designed to where you need that paid DLC and it's just optional. 
usually I don't participate in that stuff. I'm like, I like to earn my weapons and everything. But Far Cry New Dawn, I was like at a time where I'm like, I don't want to spend too much time on this game. I want to kind of be powerful from the beginning. So the Blood Dragon Recurve Bow is one that you could buy right away. And it's by far the best bow in the game. And it's based on the Blood Dragon. Is that what is it? The Blood Dragon mm-hmm. DLC from Far Cry 3, Three. is it? Um, and it's like all neon and it's super powerful, super silent, super accurate. And with bows in particular, like being able to reload your bow really quickly and get headshots in Far Cry. I think it was Far Cry 4 for me. Bows were my my absolute number one choice for weapons, which was surprising. I went into the like Far Cry 4 was my first Far Cry that I fully played. And I sort of went into it thinking, well, this is a shooter, so I'm probably going to be using like rifles or like maybe I'll have like a good, you know, like shotgun pistol combo or something like that. And then I found that I was doing stealth more and more and having, you know, number one, getting like a good silenced sniper rifle was really hard early early in the game. So once I found a recurve bow, I was like, oh, these things are silent and I can collect the ammo back and you know, they're so fun to use, like sneaking around with a bow in the in the brush or on the perimeter of a camp and like lining up a shot. It feels more satisfactory because you have to account for arrow drop and all that stuff. So when you shoot from so far away and you've lined it up just perfectly where you're aimed a little bit above their head and boom, and you see the arrow land and it's a one shot kill and you hear the sound effects, especially like the of the bow and then the like the thud. Ah, I just I totally fell in love with using the bows in that game. But it took a long time for me to upgrade my bow in Far Cry 4 and Far Cry 5. But Far Cry New Dawn was like, oh, do you want to buy the best bow in the game right away? And I was like, fucking yeah, right. I do. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, it's cool. It looks all neon and yeah. like, you know, it's antithetical to stealth, but I don't think enemies see it. I think it's just neon for your own enjoyment. So, yeah, the Far Cry um, Blood Dragon Recurve Bow. I love it. Yes. And there. let me just say, there needs to be like a Blood Dragon 2. I think a Far Cry game that pushes in that direction of like having like a really fun, like dynamic sort of, like less. I love the commitment to realism, but like... Blood Dragon, like lasers, neon, you know, cyborgs, dinosaurs, all that shit. Like that. Oh, so good. Like, I would love to see like a Far Cry game where, yeah, all your weapons have like that kind of feel to them. But no, this, this looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's not, it's not an exciting choice. But again, like in terms of how good it felt to use and how happy I was to use it the whole game, for me, it's a, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, well, and bows are just so good. Like, yeah. I, I don't know when the bow renaissance started in video games, but like, I, yeah, any was that like the big? I think that was probably the first time, right? Like the, bur- the like first the Tomb Raider re- yeah, reboot. Yeah, the reboot. I think there was something wh- before that. Because when did Far Cry Three come out? Because I that was another big moment where I was I was using a bow a lot. That was before, I think. Yeah. Maybe it was Far yeah, Maybe it sure. was Far Cry Three. Maybe that was. Maybe that was the resurgence. There's Tab. Maybe yeah, our Far Cry expert. Tab. Yep. Yeah. Tab. 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 
Wait, is Tab here? Well, in both. Yeah, I, I, I'm here and say the name. <laughs> yeah, I just, I forgot to introduce them, so they've just been sitting silently. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey guys. Like, oh, me? Tab, Tab, oh, Tab, Tab, Tab. To call yeah. back to oh, an earlier God, joke. Not this again. <laughs> not yes. this again. A classic callback. Yeah. Well, and what I love in the Fall Cry, uh, fall the Fall cry. Cry, the Far Cry, <laughs> yeah, Fall, it's, it's a hybrid Fallout Far Cry um, experience. <laughs> no, but like, how versatile the bow can be like you can strap like bombs to the end of the arrows for example or like yeah. or like emps so you can like shut off an alarm yes. you know thing with it yeah no it, it's cool as fuck yeah i i love it speaking of loving it ron what's your <laughs> <laughs> so this is your your final one this, right you the, have five this is, yeah it's my final one i probably have okay. to, i'm probably at the the jet after this one too because i got to make some okay. dinner so um my last one's uh, a, a good pick. It's kind of like I might say an easy pick, but I picked it for a different reason. Uh, I picked the the BFG 9000 from Doom, specifically the uh, original PC Doom. The reason why I picked it is not so much that like how powerful weapon is. I mean, yeah, it's cool. looks cool and all that stuff, but it's how it works. It's more like the math behind it. So you get more damage based on the angle you shoot it at and oh. like getting a direct hit on somebody. You have a random chance of anywhere from 100 to 800 is what your damage is going to be on it. So sometimes like you can hit a cyber demon like twice and kill them. Sometimes they could take eight shots and still not die. Um, and it's all random as far as like what number you're going to get on a direct hit. The real moneymaker is all the auxiliary damage when it comes up and starts killing all the other ones. So basically, you have to kind of like angle it to a specific way and you will get more like, well, it's it's really hard to explain. This video that I posted, the guy goes through and breaks down like in the source code, like how this thing yeah. works. Uh, he's doing it right now. He's doing it right now. <laughs> Uh, you, <laughs> uh, the closer you are, the more damage it does. So like, as far as like the, all the auxiliary sprites. So if you're in close on a cyber demon and you shoot them, you could possibly kill them in one shot. Um, as opposed to trying to shooting them from a distance or whatever. Um, or you could shoot a wall and kill enemies, uh, based on like the angle that you shot the wall at and how you move and all that stuff. It's really fucking crazy. Um, that's, that's why I really like this. Like, yeah, I'm just watching him just like mow down this fucking hallway of imps and he didn't shoot a single shot inside the hallway. Yeah. It's just really fucking, really fucking crazy. Yeah. That's my pick for my, my last one there. Like I said, it's just, it's not so much like the weapon itself. Yeah, it's cool whatever it stands for big fucking gun who is super edgy, uh, <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's more like the math of how it works. That's what I'm more impressed by uh, than the actual weapon itself. Fun fact uh, in the speedrunning community for doom 2016. I don't know if it works in doom eternal, but I know it works in 2016. Um, you can shoot the BFG and it's, ba- it's sort of based on the same thing where it's, based on proximity damage. So as long as like, as, as the orb is passing by, it's hitting things, uh, as it goes by, the longer it stays on it, on that enemy, 
the more damage it does, possibly killing them. Well, there is a glitch you could do where you could shoot the orb and then go into your weapon wheel, which slows down time, doesn't slow down oh the damage. So oh my that God. orb is just slowly passing over whatever enemy boss you're fighting against. And by the time you let off the weapon wheel, the enemy's dead. So they kill, they oh kill the, uh, uh, the fucking spider demon in the end of the first doom. Uh, pretty much just by what about the river devil? Yes. You could definitely <laughs> kill the river the bar- devil really easy like that. The barbarian. The, yeah. The barbarian at the river devil. Um, yeah, you should watch some speed runs of that. Like that's that's really impressive too. Oh, that's, the fact, that's awesome. The fact that they that that got left in, and I think they left. I think I don't think it got patched out. I think that's just in there. Like as soon as like developers found out about, it, like okay, that's part of the game. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty fucking neat too. They're just like, I think you know what, that might be in Doom Eternal because I think I did watch Doom Eternal speed run, and they did that to one of the oh, one of the bosses that's, that's like amazing. extremely hard. And they just wiped them out like immediately. That's so cool. Yeah. D- so well, I love. Go ahead. Nope. Well, I was going to say, I love the, the animation in Doom Eternal too, with like the tendrils of energy yeah. hitting all the different. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, so if you shoot that well. out and you, you open up the weapon wheel and it's passing by, it's still doing damage. If I'm not mistaken, like that's, that's the craziest thing is that it's still doing damage. Uh, and you just hold it. Because it doesn't stop time, it just slows it down. So you can just hold it over the entire time just to make sure it's dead. And yep, sure enough. Damn. Wow. So I'm watching this video on silent so that it doesn't pick it up on the mic. But you shoot, so the BFG, like you said, back in the day I would use it and I'd be like, yeah, this is cool. But it was, you know, I didn't use it all that much. But like you shoot out this big ball of energy and they're showing it from the original Doom 2, is this? Uh, this I think this is the original Doom. This is Doom. Doom okay, one. the original Doom. So you shoot out this big green ball of energy, and it hits an enemy. And then enemies, it, does it, like, chain? Because it looks like it hits yeah, so one enemy, it has, and then... Yeah, it ha- that's, that's when it does its massive attack. It's like it has the initial attack, which is anywhere from a, a random integer of 100 to 800 damage. And then it has, it triggers a second one, or that's that's the big one. Like I think it could do up to like 40, uh, 40 particles, separate particles of damage. And the amount of damage that they do is dependent on the angle that it's shot at or whatever. I that's that's the thing that's like I can't wrap my head around. But yeah, it's 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 the secondary effect. That's what does all the damage on it. Uh, I need to watch this guy's videos. Apparently he like goes in depth on a lot of stuff in doom and I really need to check all that stuff out. Cause it's pretty fucking neat. Cause one of the yeah. things I'm noticing is there's one where he, he, he must be like a mod where there's just like hundreds of enemies all lined up, just like rows and rows and rows. And he only shoots one shot and it hits like an enemy in the front. And then it does its secondary pulse where it like catches like eight to 12 uh, enemies, but then it keeps pulsing. It pulses again and hits another 10 or 12 pulses again. So it's just like, it's going to mow through that. And he only shot one and that's not a mod. That's like how the uh, weapon works. Yeah. I, if I remember correctly, wow. yeah, cause it's just, sets off a chain reaction. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you'll ever be in a situation where you have like hundreds of rows of enemies, but, um, <laughs> but damn, yeah, that's, that's really cool. And I never realized it was so complicated. Like you said, I'm watching and he's going through all this code and like, 
on, on the surface, and if someone explained it to you, it sounds just like the um, the mini nuke gun from Fallout, where you shoot something that's like a big thing, it causes a bunch of damage, and it's like, but no, it's like so much more intricate than yeah. that. That's that's mm. wild, and it, and it's like it's it's all based on like which which way you're like facing at the time it gets shot. Like that's that's yeah. the crazy thing, or like what angle yeah. it's hitting at, like. And that, that determines like how powerful it is. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Like you, why would they develop it that way? You know what I mean? Like that's a weird thing to do, but that's what they did. So that's that's why it's one of my favorite weapons. It's just because of that, the back end of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And crucially, much much safer than the experimental. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're shooting that thing that close to your body, <laughs> yeah, you only, oh have, you only have to worry about the thing that you're shooting it at getting that close. Yeah. So. All right. Well, so you have to get going, Paul. Do we want to call it here and do us a, a part two at some point, or do we sure. want to rapid fire our we can, lists? I, we can. I can. Oh, I can always come up with another five. I'm sure. I just didn't. Yeah, I ran out of time. Our, so. Okay. Yeah, we do our five. Maybe Tab will be able to get yeah. in. Yeah. All right. I know Tab likes weapons. Yeah. Tab <laughs> loves weapons. And Tab loves killing. Yeah. Tab, yeah. Tab's a total Tab notorious. Yeah. 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 Yeah, their name actually is not Tab, but it comes from Stab. Oh, they yeah. Stabbing so much. Yeah. But they were like, it's a no, nickname I'm, off of Yeah. <laughs> Stab's not a name. So they were like, but Tab, Tab works. Tab, so, tab is short for t- uh, Stab. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Exactly. Um, that's what we're calling them from now on. <laughs> Old Stabby. Uh, but all right. So it's it won't be anytime soon because we have like a good month and a half of content planned out. Um, so just to preview that, so next week we have Who Knew That Review Volume 4, which I'm really excited for. Then we have Make This Game Damn It 2. So Tab and I, months ago, did an episode called Make This Game Damn It, where we pitched a game that we dreamt of out of our own little imaginations. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to do another uh, part of that, but it's going to be, I don't know if Tab's going to make it this time, but it's going to be us three, I think. I think we're all down for that. So get ready for our own unique video game pitches. Then after that, we have video game trivia royal. Not royale, royal. But you can pronounce it royale because like Persona 5 royal, everyone does. Um, But I am super excited for this. I've been writing questions for it uh, for the last couple weeks, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that. The week after that, we have best booties in video game as proposed by Tab. I think it was a joke proposal, but I was like, too late. You done you done did it. We're doing it. So and they're on that episode. Best, we're forcing to be on that episode. And they're absolutely gonna yes. be on that episode. Best booties in video games. Uh then after that, we do our Disco Elysium game plug. Game whoa. Not a game plug. Um Disco Elysium <laughs> game. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a different game. That's they you gotta get on eBay. It's really expensive yeah. now because they don't make it anymore. We'll be plugging <laughs> each other into yeah. <laughs> Um so that we're gonna do a two part uh episode. We're gonna spread it across three weeks. So we're gonna do part one on July twenty eighth or thereabouts. And then we're gonna have an episode uh where we watch Far Cry. So Uva Bull, Far Cry. Can't wait for that one. Um, <laughs> and that's going to be all four of us. Tab's going to join us for that one. And then Disco Elysium Game, Pl- Ga- uh, Game Club Part 2 in early August. And those, uh, the Disco Elysium ones are going to be 
just chock full because it's going to be us and special guest star Taylor, who is a professor at Tabs uh, University. So Taylor loves Disco Elysium and promises Paul that she'll one day play Bonebreaker, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she loves Disco Elysium. So she was really excited. I asked her if she'd be interested and she said, fuck yeah. So that's going to be an amazing, I am really excited for those. So stay tuned for those. We have a lot of good content coming up. Is that it? Anything else? Anything else? Nope. Nothing else. All right. Well, you know, thank you for listening. I would just say if I were to tell you that Thronebreaker would make an excellent deadly weapon, you would laugh in my face. You would go, <laughs> Paul, you fool. But, you know, while one, there's there's no physical copy of the game, so it'd be very difficult to bludgeon someone to death, perhaps with the case. <laughs> if your goal is instead to defeat your enemy by making you them into your new best friend, you know, no weapon is deadlier than a brand new copy of Thronebreaker. They'll love it. They'll be like, oh my god, this is amazing. The deck building mechanics are incredible. The story set and the, the world of the Witcher, which everyone is is loving here in the year of our Lord, 2022. Um, you know, that it's just so compelling. These characters are rich and making exciting choices. The music's beautiful. These like hand, you know, drawn, you know, maps and like sort of stages that you're in are just incredible. Oh, it's amazing. And then they'll forget all about your feud. And then one day, years later, where you're like, <laughs> you know, you may have forgotten, but I didn't. You'll be able to take your revenge and murder them with something else. And it'll all be because you recommended Thronebreaker to your friend, a friend like Taylor. Or, <laughs> or, or t- Tab, who will whisper yeah, in your ear, Tab is short for stab. And then you're like, what? And then right between the ribs. And then they're like, Thronebreaker. <laughs> exactly no but in all seriousness check it out it's super rad send in your thoughts um don't murder us um, yeah, don't, don't, as i suggested don't use thermbreaker as an opportunity to eventually murder somebody after years and years of close friendship but um yeah send in your thoughts we will respond i i'm still again if you send in some concept art you will receive a free you know copy of the game via some kind of code it, it'll be great so check it out yeah, a bit of a health warning, though. If you play it, you might end up spending over two hundred dollars on a figure. But <laughs> it's a it's it's you know it's an even trade. You love it so much that you're like, I'm willing to make the sacrifice. So, so yeah, check it out. Uh, you can email us your thoughts on the game or statues that you're excited about. We should have an episode at some point of no, never mind, because I feel like I'm the only one that buys video game figure so it'd just be me being like and here's my other persona figure. all right here's my three <laughs> things that i own <laughs> and here's <laughs> you yeah, want three things ron i i let's see yeah so I, I yeah i have the i have the i have a tifa figure from like final fantasy 7 like original oh. release like original oh, release yeah. i have the uh kubrick uh or kubrick whatever however you pronounce it uh gta 3 figures uh, and then I have all those Kubrick um, um, Metal Gear Solid 2 ones that we bought from Tower Records when they were on sale. Did you? All those blind You boxes. never got the one, right? No, I never got the, the secret one. I got all the other ones <sighs> except the secret one. We spent so much money trying to get the fucking... Was it like Invisible Snake or was it... I think I, I don't remember what it was. I got to look it up and see. Uh, yeah. 
But yeah, so write us, write us what about whatever, whatever you want to write us about. Uh, prettypixelspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Losperman. Ron's on Twitter at Big Bad Ron. He's also on Instagram at Not Big Bad Ron and Handsome Boy Frank for his kitties. Uh, you can check out my Instagram at, I always forget, I don't write it down. I don't know what it, I think it's just Joey Crundwell or Losperman. You can do a search. You'll find me. I have lots of pictures of my cat, Bella, who I take for walks. That's all, really, that's all my Instagram is. So if you're curious about Bella, who is a sweet little baby, it's, um, yeah, check those out. It's just out. Joey Crunwell. Okay. Simple. Everyone knows how to spell Crunwell, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> uh, check out Thronebreaker. Tune in next week. We have another hot pipe and fresh episode for you. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Stab. 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 Uh. Stab. 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 Stab.